loud is this chair or can you even really hear it? You should be fine. I mean, as long as you're not chair surfing, I think you'll be fine. (laughs) Fine. But I mean, like, also don't let me take away your fun. I was going to say, like, how am I supposed to show off my six skills if you're not going to let me do it? (laughs) Well, you better go grab a bow staff. It's true. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to be honest. My my Napoleon Dynamite knowledge is pretty on point. I mean, I don't like to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Ooh, I just turned on forward-facing camera. That was a fucking mistake. <laughs> oh. Yeah, looking down to like that's never a good one. Well, that's the thing. I brought in this like my setup for when we record is a Lego puzzle, a vegetarian cookbook, and then a bigger cookbook. And then when I sat down in this chair, I was like. This chair is higher <laughs> than the than the other chair in the other room, but it works. Right. So I was like, I would like as few of my chins to be visible as possible. <laughs> Fair. That's why I always keep it down like this. Top of forehead. See, I just hide behind my act- my mic. You look like uh, one of the girls from that Saturday Night Live skit where they're sitting there talking about the the sweaty balls sweaty balls well, yeah like just welcome back to talk radio and i don't talk like that interviewing dan about his sweaty balls sweaty balls sorry guys if i can tell i'm i'm an older millennial <laughs> i do find it amusing that when i'm online i don't think uh the baby boomer generation has figured out that millennials are like 35 now yeah they still think we're like 19 it's like <laughs> that's that's not us anymore yeah, yeah that's not us man yeah we're not we're old now we're even we're eating avocado toast we're not doing tide pods we've yeah. stepped our game up <laughs> I'm here. Oh, yes. Howdy. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jen. Not at all. Uh, Do you prefer Jennifer, Jenny? Whatever you want to call me. I answer to anything. I've got a huge spot just come up here, which is nice. I'm covered in them, so so we're good. Um, (laughs) I don't actually care. I literally don't care. I don't even know why I'm. I, so we have a we have like an 11 year old and he's just now starting to get pimples and he like freaked out because he got one on the tip of his oh, nose no. and it was like it got really red oh, no. and oh it was yeah he was so embarrassed oh no did you, are you I, I always have to squeeze them like i can't yeah. leave them alone this one was like it's been brewing for a good two days and i never get spots ever like i honestly go six months about one so i'm really excited for this spot <laughs> i was like yes like get in there Whoa. She's she's the one like don't touch it just let it run its course and I'm the one where like no I can't handle that you got to <laughs> get rid of that and, no, uh, yeah you can't squeeze them you just got to clean your hands and then you can't go like directly around the spot you're supposed to like you're supposed to like warm it up a little bit and push like yep. a perimeter away go closer and close and then you wipe it and then you close the pore yeah that's the whole process you're like yeah his, he was thing. like trying to squeeze i was like there's no just push thing. down on the sides just push down on the side of it and, yes, and it went it. right that's away it. he was like oh that was a lot easier i was like yeah that's it and yeah. so anyways that's our pimple story uh, <laughs> some covered spots 
Come and yeah, talk exactly. about that. <laughs> so, uh, Jenny, my name's Ricky Hayes. We've been chatting back and forth on Instagram. Uh, yes. This is my wife, Karina. Uh, Hi, and then nice to meet you. This is our other co-host, Tony. Hey. Hi, hi. We run a, a Facebook group and then wow. randomly decide to start doing the podcast. And then like yourself, other competitors and cast members have been gracious enough to give us some of their time to chat with us and uh, really want to take this this opportunity to tell you thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. No, honestly, I really, I really enjoy it. Like I love, it's just like chatting with friends when I do podcasts. I always enjoy them. Um, and I'm always like, yeah, I'll do a podcast. Um, the problem with me is Instagram messages. Like if you can pin me down on Instagram, you've done pretty well because half the time I don't see a uh, majority oh, yeah. of the messages. I can only imagine what your guys' inbox looks like. Oh, Yes, dick pics everywhere. Oh, oh I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> I am sure they're all over. I've got to say, I the best messages, like the really weird, weird ones, the crazy ones with the pictures, I always screenshot that shit and it gets sent straight yep. to my group chat for my friends. Always like if you're going to send me a picture of dick, you better believe yeah. it's going to be sent to my friends on the girls' group chat. And I sometimes save them all up for a night out, and then I'm like, <laughs> read them all off. And they're like screaming with laughter. Some of the stuff people say, I'm like, I can't believe people like this actually exist. Some stuff that people say is absolutely crazy. Just like, oh, yeah. yeah. Huh? And the fact that they'll just like, they'll just like say it to a stranger. You like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah right like and the more than likely if you clicked on their profile you probably see them with a picture of like their girlfriend or something like probably. that too yeah but, yeah yeah uh, i don't know i guess i'm just old school i i rather just disappoint you in person instead of online so um <laughs> anyways with that being said uh so uh Jennifer, the name of our show is uh challengers unplugged and obviously we like to have challengers on but we want to talk we'll talk about the challenge of course, but we want to talk about more than just that and, okay. and kind of hear about your life outside of the challenge. Um, yeah. Now you were originally born in England. Um, what town in England were you born in? It's called Stoke-on-Trent. No one ever goes there. There's no reason to go. You know, it's not really one that's like a destination. You tend to just pass through it. Um, but I do love Stoke. Like I've been, I grew up there and I didn't move out of Stoke until I was about 26. Um, and it's kind of got everything you need-ish, kind of, but there's not much happening there. Oh, so, I kind of got to yeah. get out of that small town, <laughs> get out and... Yeah. And I've moved to a town the exact same size, just an hour up the road. Uh, but um, just, um, I kind of always thought I'd leave Stoke at some point. I actually have always thought at some point I actually live in America. I've always, like, I was obsessed with, like, the high school experience in America when I was growing up in England because over here, like, it seems like we just do not have as much fun as you guys. Like, you guys have, like, pet rallies. We don't even know what – people don't even know what pet rally oh, wow. is. We don't have that over here. No one cares about your school teams. Literally, no one gives a crap about your school team. We don't know if they've got a game. We don't know if they've won it or lost oh, it. Wow. We don't care. Like, and I hate that. I love that, like, team mentality. Like, I love that group like competition and everyone backing everyone I love that so I'd read it all in my books and stuff I was obsessed with the Sweet Valley Twins series probably because I'm a twin and my sister and I would read them all we'd watch these high school films we'd be like god I wish high school was like that and we tried to make our high school like that but people were like you guys are weird we like started our own cheerleading team no one did cheerleading in the UK it's not a thing it is now but it wasn't then yeah no one had a cheerleading team we used to like hold auditions we begged the teachers and they let us do it like very begrudgingly they didn't really want to be there and we like we were just like obsessed with it 
So yeah, I always thought I would live in America. This is my answers. How long are they? I hope you've got like two. I hope you've got a lot of time. <laughs> I'm a storyteller. On the challenge at nighttime in the in the rooms and everything, everybody was like, whoever was in a room with me, they'd be like, right, Jenny, what stories have you got? Because I've just got like endless love stories. It. Love it. <laughs> and I'd be like reading stories, everybody at night. CT particularly was in favor of my story time. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I bet. I bet. I, I could only imagine. Uh, I still remember the scene. I think it was from Total Madness. Um, and it wasn't involved. It, it involved you a little bit, but it was during the final where you guys got to sleep inside uh, yeah. uh, that night. Yeah. And then it showed Fessy and Kyle out there by the fire. And the whole time Kyle was just chatting to Fessy the whole time. And Fessy was just like, I just want to go to sleep. That's all I want to do is just go to sleep. Yeah. 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 But they weren't even allowed to lie down, were they? Yeah, they had to like sit on like a wooden stump <laughs> the, or something. Yeah, oh, stumps. Oh. Horrible. But yeah. um, so um Hi. before you know getting on reality TV and all that, like when you were younger, what did you want to do when you grew up? Like what was your aspirations? Um I would say when I was really young, I wanted to do acting, but it's I think I think when you're a child, when you're very young, back in those days. You know, you're either going to, in my opinion, you're going to be, because this is what was around me. My parents were teachers, so I was either going to be a teacher um, or, or something else completely different. And I used to, like, want to be an actress, and that was because of the Olsen twins. And again, like, no one knew of them in the UK. But because I was a twin, um, the only reason why I knew about them was because my brother had gone to America uh, on a trip and come back and told me my twin sister, oh, these two twins in America, they're really famous. And he told us the name. But there was no Google then. But my next door neighbors had Nickelodeon TV channel and the American Ashley Olsen's program was on that channel. We didn't have a TV. Uh, we had one off and on, but like we didn't, we just never had a TV at home. So I would, I would go around to next doors and like beg to watch this program. <laughs> and just like, just hope it was on TV and catch it. And I think seeing them being child actors made me want to be a ch- like an actor. I think that that was basically all I want. That was that or, I, I get artist because I used to love drawing, but yeah, that's kind of it. Really. Well, you <laughs> see them uh, being a twins too. And then if they could do it, why couldn't you do it? I totally get it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I mean, I think it kind of leads to like being comfortable with like putting yourself out there. Like I know one of the things that we're going to eventually get to, but Karina talks about all, uh, often is, you know, you were great on the show, but she, you know, you're so much better on your Instagram, like with the messages you're delivering. And I'll yeah, let her get, dive into that because it means so much to her. But um, so I think it's it's interesting to hear about that and how it kind of lends to it. But how did you get your your start on reality TV? Um, so it was in 2017 when I had um, my agent, who I currently work with now, um, had um, a casting call for a new program on ITV which is a really popular, it's one of the main uh, channels that you get for free over in the UK. And it was um, essentially dubbed the Winter Love Island and it was going to be called Survival of the Fittest and they'd never done it before. And it was it was to run in uh, February and be like a, a Winter Love Island because Love Island's our biggest show at the time. So um, I just approached my agency and said, is there anybody who wants to audition who's like fit and, um, you know, young and single? And that was like the brief. Um, so I was all, I guess I was like, well, I was 31, so I was the eldest cast member at the time, but I was definitely fit and um, I was single. So I went to audition in um, Manchester and then um, got on the show just two months later. So I was there in February and it was just four weeks long and it was every single night on TV and they aired the previous night 
and then the final was I think the was the final live I can't remember now um, so that was it and um, so that was just me on my own so my twin sister she didn't obviously do it because she they, they had to be single and they um, she wasn't um, and from being on that I, I guess that got me onto the challenge because you have to uh, I do believe the challenge you have to have been on reality TV I think so now I think, yeah I think, yeah, I think that's, that's the, normally the standards that they go with they have a couple of seasons where they call like fresh meat and it's just it's not really anybody who's been on um, you know like a reality show before but okay. they haven't done one of those and actually well I guess Cara was the last one yeah Cara would be the last one yeah because you know then we got yeah, so what, that yeah. was like 2010, 2011? Like yeah, so it's been a yeah. while since they've brought anybody on who wasn't previously on a um, reality show. Did you um, did you know about the challenge before they called you, or was that just like the blue? No, no no one in the UK, honestly, there's like no one has heard of it over here. Um, so when they rang, they rang my agent, and they were looking for people to take part in this show called challenge and they put a few people forward, but the thing they specifically wanted Lucy and me, I think they'd seen our profile on the, on the my management website. And it makes me think now, now I know about the challenge that potentially they were going to do a bloodline season yeah. and have me and Lucy. And it makes sense because they were adamantly only wanted to audition as both or none of us. And my twin sister was like, I, I don't want to do it. And I was like, why? Why would you not want to do it? Like it's an adventure. And because um, even though when I was very young, I wanted to be an actress, I'd say by the time I was about 16, 17, and you kind of like, you kind of reality hits home that, you know, to be an actor is quite a big deal. And most likely, we're not most likely going to be doing that. And, and by then I was quite interested in fashion and other things and sports. So I just didn't bother about that. And I've never been bothered about being on TV. And that's not because I'm, ungrat- I'm ungrateful at all, because I'm not. It's just that I've never craved that attention in that way. Uh, like as an adult, I just don't, I just care about what the people around me think of me. I don't need validation from random people online or people watching right. me on a TV show. Um, but what I did enjoy about it was a sense of adventure. And that's what got me. I thought, can you imagine saying no to an opportunity like this? And then when I'm 70, 80, yeah. like regretting it. Yeah. And um, the idea that I don't know where I'm going to go, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. And, and I, I enjoyed so much being on Survivor the Fittest. Again, that was why I wanted to do that. I knew it was going to be in South Africa I knew it was going to be I thought how cool would that be to be able to get my grandchildren and go oh look this is your, your, you know your nan this is me when I was yeah. you know your age and this is what I did so it's the adventure side of it and um, and, and, and so yeah Lucy didn't want to do it she didn't want to be away from home for eight weeks or ten weeks at a time and um, she was she wasn't engaged at the time actually but she was in like a long term relationship as, a, as am I as, a, as was I at that time but I, for me, it's like the adventure just is, is too tempting. And the idea of doing something really crazy and being like, oh, I've done this. And so, and I enjoyed Survival Fittest on ITV a couple of years previously. So, um, yeah, so they just said, well, if she isn't going to interview them, we can't interview uh-huh. both of you. So that was it. They left it. And then, um, yes, we never got to speak to them. And I remember saying to Lucy, like, can't you just do the interview? And then, if, you know, then just say you don't want to do it because then maybe they'd pick me. And she was like, no. So we left it. And then, um, I think we started filming in May and I think it was about, I, I want to say 10 days before I flew out that they rang and said they wanted me um, to audition for it. And I literally had a one Zoom call and then I was on. And I'm being like, I don't even know what this show is. I don't <laughs> even know. And I was like frantically Googling and YouTubing like what it was. And I was just getting really confused. I was like, bloodlines, what's it mean? What's, you know, fresh meat, what's all this mean? Like I didn't understand what it was like different style seasons. Like, 
it was weird that you come back on the show because in the UK on reality show, you kind of like, you want a season, a natural season. And then like, there's all new yeah. people like, yeah. It was- well, we were discussing that earlier, how that's how the challenge really is so different is like no other reality TV competition shows. Like let's keep bringing people back season after season. I think it's what makes it so special is where the fan base gets so attached is because we get to see you multiple years in a row. Yes, you know? I agree. Um, so they called you, they, you end up doing the zoom interview and you said like 10 days before you guys started filming. Uh, yeah. I remember specifically saying on my zoom meeting, they said to me, are you, um, they were, they were trying to get gas grasp what type of person I was. And I am, I am, I think, I think I am. I gather from my friends that I'm like the fun one in the group. Like I'm always up for a laugh. Like I'm always the one to do like the random shit. Like I don't care what people, I just don't care what people think. Yeah. So, you're just um, there to have fun. Yeah. I just want to live my life. And if people don't like it, that's fine. You know? And, um, and, but I, I would never play up to the camera for TV time. I just, I can't be bothered. A, I can't be bothered. B, I would never think of what to do or say. Um, and I just, I just don't like not being authentic. It's too much effort. I just can't be bothered. So anyway, on my Zoom call, they said like, would you like, would you, do you think you're the type of person to like get into fights and like, you know, kick off at people if they, and I was like, not at all. Like if you're looking for someone to be really entertaining and like, kick off at people and uh, get with other people and sleep with people and kick off at fights. That's definitely not me. I was like, I'll, you know, I'm not going to be that person at all. I just want to, you know, have fun, lay on a sunbed and get a tan. <laughs> and then for some reason, for some reason, they must have been desperate. Yeah, they rang me. <laughs> at least I was honest. Yeah. At least I was honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think with War of the Worlds too, it was just such an interesting season because I, I know I walked into it with an anticipation that was going to be more like War of the Worlds 1. Right. And it was just a completely different game and the way it played out and – it was a hell of a rookie season to start off on, too. I mean, with all the stuff that was going on in that house that season. Too. Yeah. Speaking of War of the Worlds, too. Um, so you you were on the UK team, obviously, and you guys kind of struggled finding like your groove that season. What was going on? Was there just nobody taking lead or were there too many people or what was happening with the team that season, do you think? I genuinely, hand and heart, and on my Guinea Pigs lives, and if you watch my Instagram, you know they are my oh, lives, yes. basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, it took me, yeah. <laughs> it took me until the end of the second week to realize that there was alliances. That's how, like, I was just focused on, right, this is a task, this is a competition I've got to do, I've got to try and do this, or you win or you lose. And I was just focused on that. I didn't realize that people on my team were like helping people on the opposite team. It was completely alien to me. Why are you helping them? They're in the other team. Like, what are you doing? How are we supposed to win? I didn't have any idea that shit was going on. So um, I remember CT having a conversation with me in the kitchen going, you, you really have no idea what's going on. And I was like, tell me. I literally don't know. And he said to me, you're either stupid or you genuinely don't know. And I went, no, you're stupid or you're lying to me. And I went, well, I'm stupid then. Because that's my only option. <laughs> and I think it's just naivety. Like for me, like I'm so competitive that if you say this is your team and you've got to win, I wouldn't think for a second, like I'm going to help the other team. I'm absolutely not going to help them. I want to yeah. win because I'm so competitive. Right. But I didn't, I didn't never watch previous seasons. I didn't even know there was alliances. Like I'm, I'm just super naive, I guess. And then, um, yeah, so I think that season was like super tough because I, it, I think the British team struggled because I think 
more of our team members were working for, with the Americans than there was actually working for us. So, and I think there was like so many people on our team literally hated each other's guts. Like hate is a strong word. And people yeah. hated each other. Like even on the very first night, there was fights kicking off and security were coming in. Sadly, I missed all this because I was, I not passed, I not had my, um, a check come through. So they had to keep taking me to a hotel down the road every night and bringing me back in the morning. I wasn't allowed to sleep there, but oh, I could no. hang out there. <laughs> I, oh my God. I, I remember like in looking back at that team, like yourself, CT, Theo. It was a good team. Kyle, Rogan, Joss, like you guys had a really good team. And if you yeah. guys, like if there wasn't so much in fighting, you guys could have probably really kicked butt that, through that whole season. Like, I honestly believe if the UK team had actually just worked together and not formed the alliance with the America team, mm-hmm. I do think we could have won. Um, but the thing is, like, obviously, like, there's friendships there that go way back and everyone's got loyalties to each other. So it didn't, it, the whole UK team, US team was just, not, in a way, was like, what's the point in pretending we're teams? We're not teams. Right. <laughs> no, there was like a team within teams. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I think it didn't really fracture to two separate teams until I think what Jordan and Tori moved from the US to the UK team. The then UK. it really just dis- became two distinguishable teams. Yes, yeah. Indeed, yeah. Exactly. yeah. It was like when those alliances finally yeah. all got on the same team. Yeah. Yes. It was messy before then. It was like, I felt like there was three or four groups and it was just, and, and I spent the first two weeks again, just being confused why people were, <laughs> why people were like arguing. I don't know. Like, I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. It just, I needed someone to spell out of me. I was, uh, but I'm not seeing a season. Like, we don't have shows like that in the UK. We don't have one show like right. that. Yeah. We don't have one show like say, that. Not one. So, so on survival of the fittest, they don't have like a line. Cause I know it, I read a little bit on, on it. Obviously we don't have it here. Um, so I had to rely a little bit on Google. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, it said it was like a women versus men kind of layout. Yes. And so there weren't alliances. It was just like, you guys all work together really well. No, it, it was the first show ever of that kind of, you know, men versus women. And, um, and that's exactly what it was. Like we were so fiercely competitive. Some of the girls got with the guys, on, and would like if we had to vote a guy off we'd all say okay fine we'll vote, vote your boyfriend off then and the girls would do that out of respect for the girl like for our friend but we wouldn't but like if she had to pick between him and us she would pick us oh that's good and and yeah like we were yeah well you guys was, ended up we winning too the women ended yeah, up beating yeah. the men that season so that's pretty awesome we did by quite a, quite a long sli- like, like, quite a landslide really it was I think it was three minutes better time which is quite a big wow yeah, so th- wow. that's interesting, though, that you guys didn't have alliances on that show. No, no. And is that goes to show the, the innocence of us all. Or maybe over here, we're just more like we're rule followers and we're like, oh, right, okay, so I'm in this team. Okay, this is a team that I'm going to work with. Whereas UK, US, you guys are like, yeah, but mates over there, so I'm really going to fuck you all off <laughs> when you trust me. I'm going to screw you over and get yeah. and help my mate. Like, where are we? I don't think <laughs> we would do that. Plus, like we see the finished product too, so like we see it once everything's been edited. But I can only imagine the chaos of like coming into a show where you you aren't used to alliances, and then all of a sudden they're left, right, and center while you're still trying to figure out how the game actually works. Yeah, I was so I was so so off the mark. I was like, now I'm like, God, Jenny, it was so obvious. I think it was just it was a naivety thing. I'm very trustworthy as well. Like I trust people a lot. So if someone says something to me i take it at face value until they give me a reason not to believe them 
but obviously like you know part part of the challenge is to essentially lie right. yeah eat. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i get it and it's and, it, and i can understand why it's that way and i and i think it makes it extremely entertaining um and i just think i was not used right. to that well, at it, all so yeah, yeah. It was and i was gonna say we'll jump into this here in a minute but i did we all noticed that there was a very different jenny that was in war of the worlds 2 compared to the jenny that was in total madness like you you had learned quickly and picked up on what the game was yeah Um, but one thing so in the group we let them know like hey we're going to be interviewing jennifer here in a few hours do you guys have any questions like overwhelmingly like the question came in was about you you and tori in the hall brawl in war of the worlds too and i'm sure you get asked this probably quite often too when it comes to the yeah, challenge yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> if i remember right this was like the first time you had ever done any type of like physical contact is that correct a hundred percent yeah yeah i i've i'm i'm um i'm not used to anything physical i've never done anything like that in my life um, at school, my parents, I was a music teacher, so my whole life was music. I, I started that cheering team, but it wasn't really, it was It was just something I did on my own. I didn't know what I was doing. I've never done anything where I've had to be aggressive. And I think that's a different type of strength because you've got to be in a mindset of being okay with hurting somebody. And, I, I, and I'm everything opposite of that. I just, I'm not somebody who's aggressive. I, I would be aggressive if I had to protect myself from my friends, but I'm always, I would be worried I would hurt somebody. I think. Yeah. So, because I know that I'm strong. So, I'd worry I hurt somebody. And I've just never done anything physical before. Um, so, I, I mean, I didn't know what, whenever I saw so it was a whole ball, um, I think I kind of just thought to myself, right, well, you know, I'll just see what happens. And my mindset was completely abandoned. Um, I spent all day just like, just hating it. I just wanted to go home. Everybody had gone, George had gone, Theo had gone, Bear had gone, Bananas had gone. Everybody I liked had basically gone apart from one or two people. And um, and I just thought, what's the fucking point of being here now? And I don't think I, um, I think my mental state was beaten down quite a lot uh, by that point. Right. And I think you're right in a comp, in a competition like Hall Brawl, like it, don't get me wrong, having, you know, strong back and strong legs is all obvious, uh, very important in that situation. But having the right mind frame going into that is even oh, yeah. more so important. And yeah. because a lot of people, because of, you know, they look at you and they see your physical abilities and see what you've been able to do. They, a lot of people thought or under the impression that like you threw the competition. I, I was always no. under the impression that you just weren't anticipating all what that competition was and it caught you by surprise. Yes, that's exactly it, yeah. And Tori, she's so strong. Tori and I, we're um, the same weight and the same height. We're both five foot six. We both weigh 150 odd pounds. Um, and she, um, she's obviously a strong physical force as well. I would never underestimate anybody. And I knew that she would be, you know, a stiff competition. But at the same, I wouldn't say a fruit because I would never throw it. But I wasn't, I almost wasn't bothered by the outcome by that point. And when I was there and I went down to the floor, there was not one person cheering for me, um, but there was a yeah. lot of people cheering for Tory and giving her tips and saying, get lower, do do do. And yeah. I didn't know what, to, I didn't know you get low. How funny now, I look back and I'm like, how did you not know that? It's so obvious. Like, but I've never even seen a whole ball. Well, actually I had, I'd seen uh, Bears and Josses um, earlier that season where, but they weren't, they weren't running straight. Actually, they were running round the thing and then into one yeah, another. Yeah, it was like corridors or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I didn't, I didn't know. I've never done anything like that before. And um, 
and uh, I didn't know about getting low, obviously, because <laughs> I was I wasn't low enough the first time, but I was. Um, I think Toy wasn't as low as the second time, so he kind of like she didn't knock me over the second time. She just knocked me. I was just stood up. Well, that's like we've watched it a couple times, and we actually watched it. We talked to Tori about a month or two ago, and we watched it beforehand. And the first one, you can tell you you got caught by surprise. Like you just you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. No fucking clue. I'll tell you shit. No one has ever run into me ever before in my life. Like I've been knocked in a nightclub. That's yeah. it. You know. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Sorry. Nobody's ever tried to physically hurt me before. So it completely took me by, not that she wanted to hurt me, but she obviously wanted to win a competition and she had to essentially hurt me to, to do that. And um, I've never had anybody be aggressive towards me in my whole life, ever. I've never played football. We don't have it. In the UK, we have rugby, but in school, the girls didn't play rugby. The boys played it. We played netball, where you're not even allowed to run with the ball. You just like spit on the spot and pass the ball <laughs> oh to somebody. Gosh. Like we've never done, we didn't do any physical sports, like nothing like that. I think in, in the UK, like, this is what I mean about my my childhood growing up. Out of love, I craved that American high school experience because you guys are into your sports. In the UK, they don't, they don't care. Like they literally don't care. Unless you go to private school where you pay, then they have teams and they want to win. Then there's like an emphasis on sport. But otherwise, I really felt very strongly that there was just no interest in sport. And um, yeah, there would be no option to do anything like that for sure. <laughs> That's just... It, wow, it, it's so it, crazy. Yeah, like the cultural difference just in from the UK to America with that, because like I went to a small school in Southern California, not like in Los Angeles, but like a small town in Southern California. And, and like... Friday nights, it was high school football, yeah. you know, and that was like the big deal. Oh, I don't even, you're making me so jealous. Like I would, I, oh my God, everyone's like, oh yeah, you're going to the game tonight. Oh, how cute. And everyone meets up with the friends and you all go for, to the diner after for milkshakes and fries. We don't have diners. There's no milkshakes. There's no fries. There's no cute high school. We don't even have bleachers on our field. Oh. There's not one place to sit down. There's literally a field and that's it. There's no sands. There's no bleachers. There's no changing rooms. There's no shower area. There's literally, we don't have that in our high schools. We just don't, it doesn't exist. Wow. <laughs> See, ours is, ours is a rink because I'm Canadian. So I'm from, I'm in Canada. I'm in Nova Scotia and ours was hockey. So our, our sports teams were hockey teams. Oh, cool. Friday night yes. was the hockey game. Like oh. that's, that's what happened. So oh, I just wish I had that. My, one of my friends lives in Canada, Ruth, she's on my Instagram all the time. And, she lived in Canada and she was an ice hockey team and they had games all the time. And like, and on game day, you could finish school early. Everybody made posters. Oh my God. I would have literally died for that experience of like everybody just being like a team. It's just, yeah, it was so cool. Well, and I, I could, I could feel, I could feel what you're saying when you said that you wanted to be an actor when you're growing up, when you were growing up, I actually, um, I went to the Vancouver film school and took acting oh, did you? Um, right out, right out of high school. So like everybody else went and took uh, what was expected. And I left my, left my hometown of 8,000 people moved to Vancouver, knowing nobody and nothing and went to film school out there, just completely away from everything else. So. Wow. That's so cool. I love that you did that. I'll say. It was a huge game changer and like, it can really, yeah. really just open up your eyes to a whole new like way of life. Yes. Yeah, so you just get like, your upbringing, I, I wouldn't change my upbringing for anything. Like, I love my family. My mom and dad worked really hard. Like, I had a really loving childhood with a lovely family, lovely friends, and I wouldn't regret any of it. But you, 
you can when you're young you haven't got your own money and your own means of transport to get around um so you your life is what's immediately around you and in front of you and if no one's recommending doing this or go there or do that then it's not even an option on your radar you wouldn't even know it's a thing you could go and do like when i grew up you were either going to be a teacher a doctor a policeman a nurse and that's literally it. And then maybe if you're lucky, you'd be a singer and actress. Like they were the, the jobs that existed in the world. That was it. <laughs> well, um, I was going to say, if you, whenever you get a chance, if you come out to the States, um, go out of your way, go to like Texas in the fall. And, oh, yeah. And just go to like some town in Texas, like you literally know, any, anywhere. any town in Texas on a Friday night and you will get the high school experience. Yes. Really? So, like, Texas is Texas is oh like God. football country. Like they, they live and it. breathe football there. God, really? Yeah. Just drive around and spec, turn up at random. Just, yeah, just, just turn up. You don't have to like tell people like buy a ticket. You just go to the stadium, buy a ticket, and sit there, and you'll get yeah. the whole the whole shebang. And, yeah. So yeah. Oh my God, it's so cool. Oh my God, I'll be there. I'll be like, I'll want to join in now. Like I'll be like the cheerleaders. Please, can I help you? <laughs> Bring your own sign like and everything. That. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make the signs. <laughs> There's one thing I could say. I, I honestly wish I was in. I think I was in the wrong. I was honestly in the wrong country growing up. Like my high school, primary school, because we were primary school then high school. When I was like 12, I should have just been lift, taken out of the UK, put in a high school in America until I was like 16, 17, and then brought right. back to England after. <laughs> like I feel very strongly. I was, I was like, like had my high school in the wrong country. <laughs> My twin sister would say the same thing. So, um, Jenny, one thing I was uh, curious about um, getting back into it is um, you went from War of the Worlds too, and then turn around and they obviously offered to bring you back for Total Madness right away. Um, and then coming in Total Madness, learning that it was uh, more of like a single season where you're not on a team. How did, did you feel more comfortable in that situation? Yeah, I was so happy. When I found out it was singles, I literally was like, this is exactly what I wanted because I can rely on myself to pull my weight and work really hard. But um, if you're in a team of people, then I didn't want a repeat of last season where people aren't even trying because they just don't want to win because it doesn't really matter because they're not going to get an elimination anyway because they've got numbers and shit like that. So I was like, right, okay, this is going to be clean cut. It's just individual. However, obviously then they kept putting us in like groups or pairs it, and sometimes individual game. Um which, which, um, but it was just a, it was such, it was such a contrast the first season. And everybody, everybody on that season 34, um, that my first season said it was the hardest season in the history of the challenge in terms of like mental, mentally, because the people clashed so that I mean, they knew what they were doing when they put those people oh, yeah. together for that season, clearly, like fights every single day, like every single day, like. Uh, like we saw so much of security that whole season. Like they had to be in the house all night. So this that, that last season I just that I did and like which I won in the one in Prague. Like we never even saw security. <laughs> like they were never there. <laughs> we didn't need to see because everyone was like everyone was just so nice. Right, right. <laughs> well, it, I think uh, a big portion of that is you guys getting stuck in basically a bomb shelter instead of an actual house. Like you, you didn't have daylight to look at, you know, it, it really plays on the mental aspect of the game even higher. It, it was an interesting season. It was completely, it, it almost seemed like to me, like, I know we're harking back to an old season, but like the island where it was just completely outside of the normal. Yeah, the just challenge. completely not anything they normally would yeah. do. <laughs> 
But it was a good season. It was a good season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I was going to say, there's like some historical things that happened. I mean, you got to see Nani with the cup of noodles and we love Nani. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then um, it, that was uh, that was the start of the Banana and Wes uh, alliance. Friendship, Friendship, yeah. yeah. So that, that was, was weird. That was real weird. Yeah. yeah, that's different for us as viewers. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, it seemed that like you really kind of came into that season prepared like i remember you saying like i've been working on puzzles i've been yeah. working on math oh my god for the, yeah for the second i got back yeah i was on it because because i'm all right going home if it's not my um fault um because i'm like well, there's nothing i could do about it i mean it's frustrating but there's nothing i could do about it but if it's off my own merit that i'm right. going yeah. home then i'd be pissed off at myself um but if I, if I knew I'd whip my hardest, then I'm all right with it because I, I knew there was nothing else I could do. But in Thailand, when I went home, I knew I'd not worked my hardest in that elimination. I knew, I, I felt annoyed because it had come out of nowhere. I didn't know what I was doing. I remember thinking like, God, if I knew this is what I was doing today, or I knew what this, what it would be like and what it feels like to have somebody run full pelt into you and what you've got to do, I felt, I, I knew I could have done a way better job. So literally as soon as I landed, I was straight on my phone finding a coach in the area for like grappling and wrestling. I did everything. I had an app on my phone. I, had, I played games. Uh, I did, I, and there wasn't a part of the day where I wasn't training for the challenge. If I was driving, I must be on but I said 37 miles an hour and then I passed like a, I don't know, a sign that said five on it. I started doing five times 37. So, seven times, and I'd start playing with the numbers in my head and just like doing all these sums all the time and just, and just nailing it all the time. And I didn't even know if I was going to get called back. I just was doing it in case I got called back. Well, I mean, it obviously paid off because I don't think I've seen a more dominant season by a woman on the challenge ever. I mean, like you literally dominated that whole season. I mean, you went into the elimination once because you had to to earn your skull, but then you end up going in two more times, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah, three three eliminations in total madness. Yeah, and I know... Four daily wins, three eliminations. And then I know one of them was against D in a hall brawl, if I remember correctly. Retribution. Yeah, and uh, that was... uh, (laughs) That was sweet. That was a totally different type of hall brawl than your first go around. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you, that was, uh, it was like it was meant to be. I mean, we fucked up that, um, was it called where you all decide? Deliberation. Deliberation, where Mm -hmm. you figure out who's going to go in. And, um, and, uh, yeah, like we had the numbers, actually. We had the numbers, not for one of us not to go in. But unfortunately, the girls got a bit carried away with, oh, you'll say my name, so I'm going to say yours. Uh, and I didn't have, I hadn't done the math to realize that if that's the case, then it could potentially be me. And then when it was me, I, at first I was like, fuck. And then I thought, do you know what? Fuck it. I know I could beat, I know I could beat her, whatever it is. I just, I knew, yeah. I, I just knew I could. Uh, I never, ever underestimate anybody. And I, n- I never let myself do that. I never let myself get cocky and think it's in the bag because anybody can pull it out of the bag. But I think by then, the way she'd screwed me over, earlier in the season and was going to vote me in and everything when we were supposed to be friends I, I genuinely was her friend like I, if I say I'm your someone's friend I'm your friend and I will have your back and I'm loyal that's just the way that I am I don't I don't need to pretend to be someone's friend to help my game I would rather lose and lose being honest to myself I just I'm just not that person so, so, and I understand why people would play the game that way that's cool I would do that because I just I would just never want to do that um, so I was disappointed that it was it wasn't really that real to her because it was to me yeah like, 100% was I was like oh come out to Australia come and visit you like I honestly thought I had a friend for life I, maybe again it's naivety I guess but but um, 
I respected her for winning the other season and and I felt bad for her for how she was treated with Rogan. And I felt, and I, and as a girl, I felt like this girl has, has overcome all that and then won. And I thought, fucking good on you. And I thought, that's my type of girl that just, you know, she's kicked down and she comes back up stronger. So I wanted to work with her. I was like, this is going to be a great girl. Like, she's fierce. She knows how to, she knows how to, like, stand her own two feet and not take shit lying down. I thought, I want to work with her. And we got on so well. Like, we had the best time for those four, first four weeks. Like, we'd do face masks together. We'd I'd train her. We'd do yoga. We did. We, we, I trusted her so much. And to find out that actually she would get rid of me if she could, oh, yeah. I was gutted. Yeah. I was genuinely gutted. And I thought, well, fuck you then. I'm not having anyone take the piss out of me. In the UK, that means take the yeah. mug, like, you know, <laughs> like take you for mug. Uh, I know lots of Americans don't know that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that by then, I just thought, right then, well, this, this is, I, I'm not a pushover. I think because I'm very easygoing, that's misconstru- misconstrued as being a pushover. And people go, oh, you know, do you not care if someone's saying something about you? No, if I don't respect that person's opinion, I don't care. But if it's someone who's a friend, then I would care. A lot yeah. of people say shit about you on the challenge. Everybody's talking about everybody all the time. And people will come up to me and say, this person said this about you. And if that person was someone who I, whose opinion I respected, i.e. we're friends, and I really like that person, then I'd be upset about it and I'd want answers. But if I didn't really, you know, speak to on a daily basis, I don't give a fuck what you think about me, to be honest. I'm here to win a competition. Yeah. Right. So you can go ahead and think what you want. I'll put my energy into my game and my friends. So to have her behave like towards me, it was disappointing. So I, for then it was like you know, as easygoing as she thinks I might be. Yes, I'm easygoing, but if I need to, um, you know, put my hard hat on and get dirty, I will get dirty because you just, you know, you just fucked me over and disrespected me. Right. And I would not ever do that. So. No, no, I think I love it. And I mean, I think that's a perfect explanation. I mean, and to be honest, Jenny, watching back, I mean, there are certain people that I think we can all name that play a game with a certain level of integrity. That's not normal for this game. Yeah. And you're one of those people. I'd say you land in, um, you know, there's a couple others that I'm probably yes. not thinking of. Yes. Is mm-hmm. one of those guys. He's the one. Nom's probably another Nom one as well. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, yes, we're, it's play, integrity. Yeah. Is more important than the game at the end of the day to them, and and I respect that. Yeah, definitely. And you know, with that also being said, with you saying, you know, I I you knew you could take her D in any competition. I mean, I don't think there's really any woman in that house that you couldn't have beat in any competition that season. I don't think uh, they really accounted for how good you were going to be at this. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think I got nicknamed Popcorn Muscles in my first season. They go, oh, you're just a bodybuilder. You can lift heavy things, but that's it. You're not fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually like, I am very fit. As in like cardiovascular, I didn't need to practice cardio, but I was like county champion at cross country and I didn't even practice. And so I've always had that natural ability when it comes to running. I can, I will never stop running. Like people, I've seen it on the pages sometimes, even now, like the other day, so they were debating who would win on like a, a long mile run final and everyone was going oh that Jenny probably wouldn't her cardio's not but maybe wouldn't be good enough as this person's but one thing I know is my head is a lot stronger than anything else I just can't yeah. but I would never stop I just know I won't do I'm not I just I don't even know how to I literally don't know how I don't care if my arm is broken I don't care if my shoes are bleed and my feet are bleeding through my shoes like I, or if one shoe's come I, I would just I would just keep going until I physically can't 
I just couldn't stop. I haven't got it in me. It's annoying. Get tired. No, no. Well, I, I think I think honestly, Jenny, uh, uh, us as fans notice that because it's not often that somebody wins, you know, one final and all of a sudden they're considered, you know, in the pantheon of some of the greatest women player that players that have played the game. I mean, like, cause your name is often mentioned in the same breath as Laurel, as Emily Schramm, as Evelyn and, and Cara Maria yeah. as well. And, you know, and you've only done two seasons. And I mean, I think that speaks volumes yeah. of your ability and your integrity in the game too. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, it also helps <laughs> how you won the final, too. Um, you know, that final on Total Madness was insane. What was it like climbing that mountain? Because that snow looked so deep. Oh, my, well, put it this way. One of the producers um, stepped in the snow and then went down like six feet and had to be dug out. Oh, my gosh. By, like, snow oh, my on. gosh. <laughs> like, they literally went, so they went all the way down. People couldn't, we couldn't, they couldn't get them out. Um, so on the second day they found out there was a bit of blizzard the night before and they said there's a bit of a trap stay on it because if you don't you're going to fall into the snow very deep and I remember just being like oh my god I, I cannot afford my foot to go into the snow and I'd heard about this producer from the day before fall oh like eight gosh. feet into snow and just be stuck in like an angel shape on the floor <laughs> like waiting for someone to come and get me I was like this cannot be my reality today like this is the final day of the final life right <laughs> yeah it was the coldest. It was that you. I've never felt coldness like it. That was the hardest bit about it. Like it. Like I. I I've never been that cold in my life. I don't think I ever would be that cold ever again. And it was the fact that we stood on the highest peak in Austria, and literally there was nothing to cover us. We were three hundred sixty exposed, and just left to stand there. We couldn't even like move around because it was slanted and icy. We just had to stand there for like five hours straight, not knowing what was going on. And then the staff, the production team were inside the building cooking food and we could just smell the food. We'd eaten nothing but like a banana all day. And we we're like, oh my God, this is uh, horrendous. That's torture. <laughs> that is. Oh, oh my God. God. It, was, it was torture. <laughs> oh my God. At that point in time, I remember thinking, like I remember, I remember standing there and thinking, there's lots of thoughts passed through your mind. And um, I remember thinking like, oh my God, everybody at home right now back home my friends was, I knew what time it was in the UK and I knew what they were all doing the routines and I was like they're literally on, on the sofa in their warm houses that are heated with a cup of tea watching this on TV or reading a book and I'm literally stored on the top of a mountain can't feel anything in my body I don't like it was like I was so jealous in that one moment I was so jealous <laughs> oh, I could only imagine I bet one yeah. thing that I kind of want to know about because they never say anything on on the on the show um, we just are kind of left inferring unless there's a camera shot that shows two people right next to each other in the final how much of a time gap was it between when you finished the final and when bananas finished the final I think it, it was about I want to say about three minutes, about three minutes behind me. Yeah. Like I, when I touched the skull, I could see him at the bottom of the, the final track. And then and when he was in shelter distance, I went, oh my, you've, you've won, by the way, you should get off here. And there was no one near behind him. So I was like, this is great. Like, you know, out of all the guys, he was, him and Kyle, one of them two is the ones I'd want to win. 
So I was like, yay. (laughs) I thought it was cool that you guys had, you know, kind of worked together almost that whole season. I mean, you, uh, I I hate to use the term alliance with bananas because sometimes that doesn't really ring true with him. (laughs) Um, But you guys had worked together all season and seemed to uh, work well together. And so for it to come to fruition, obviously being his seventh, your first and your second season. uh, I mean, it was just, I thought it was a great final. I found it really impressive. Um, And then, you know, after that, we've heard rumors that you've you've gotten called back and that you were an alternate, but you haven't been on since. Yeah, that's right. So um, Iceland was the next season. Um, after that was COVID because that was December 2019 and then it was March March 2020 when we all went into lockdown so Rudley was filmed then until the following I think was it October it was October time uh, for Iceland and uh, so I was called for Iceland and obviously I think I'm the first champion ever not to get a call back uh, after winning (laughs) the first season Uh, but I got called back and, um, and I did the isolation flew over to Iceland and on the second day, or I think, yes, the second day of being there, so we got arrived in Iceland, went to sleep at the hotel at the airport, woke up, and then that day we wanted to get measured there for our hats and everything, like your helmets, and um, we did, like, um, like pictures and stuff like that, you know, of, like, the advertising and stuff. So I'd done all of that, and then um, got told, congratulations, we made the cast, um, here's, you know, your helmet size is this, and all this kind of stuff. And then to literally about two hours later, a security guy knocking on my door telling me to be quiet. Can you get your things and come with me? So I just, I didn't know what was going on. So I went downstairs and went out and they took me outside and put my suitcase into a car. I got in the car and Mark Danson was in the car. I didn't know who he was at the time though because I didn't, I didn't, I obviously didn't see American TV. He saw it was me and he was convinced and then we got told we're alternates and he was convinced they were just saying that because he was like, why would Jenny be alternated? You just won. So they took us to this like villa, like this huge, beautiful villa about an hour and a half away. And then it would transpire that we in fact were. And he was, at- Mark Jansen was absolutely fuming. But I've got to say, we had a really fun week together because <laughs> he watched me go through all my emotions. Like I was like, when I got told I was um, uh, like as a backup, I, I was like, yeah, well, I'm about to believe in what will be in life will be. So I don't ever let myself worry about things. I always just like to trust that, that whatever's happening in my life is what's meant for me right now. So for example, years ago when a boyfriend cheated on me, well, then be like begging him to have me back, he would have to come back to me naturally. I don't want to force something. And I, I remember thinking at the time, like, you know, if we're meant to work out together, then we will. Like, there's no point in forcing something if that's how it feels. And I don't even get mad. I'm, I'm like my mum. I'm just so laid back. So um, when I was alternated, I was like, okay, cool. Like, it's obviously, maybe I would have broken my leg on the first day. Or maybe I would have got eliminated on the first day. It would have been really embarrassing. I would have been home. Like, so I thought, okay, cool. Like, this is, this is what's meant for me. And then after about three or four days... I was like, hang on, I cancelled a holiday by friends to come here. Oh, I was like, mm-hmm. they must have known they weren't going to use me because they must know, you know, who they want. So then I started to get annoyed because I was like, I cancelled a holiday. I lost all the money for this holiday that I'd booked. And I was like, gutted that I missed out the time my friends. That's the main thing. I was just gutted about that. Yeah. And uh, missed someone's birthday, uh, like a, one of my closest friends' birthdays. And I was like... Uh, and then I was just like annoyed I was like I just want to know now if I'm going to be used or not because if not then I just want to go home so I can get on with my life because it's hard when um, 
you're in limbo all the yeah. time, you know, am I going to be called, am I not? Because you, what you can't do is you can't carry on with your normal life. For me, as a coach, an online coach, my clients depend on me. So, you know, I could, I then was having to put things on hold and not be able to give definite, you know, time frames for things or whatever, because I didn't know if I was going to be there. Yeah. And it's really, really hard to have a career outside of the show. So um, after Iceland um, and being sent home, I think, I think I had actually a phone call. I don't know if this was even on TV or not, but I had a phone call about the day after I got home. Um, I ended up booking my own flight home actually, because uh, I found a better time. Um, so I don't know if they thought I was still in Iceland because I had a, a missed call from an American number and I found out that two people had broken their arms that day. Yeah, two right. girls, yeah. like a truck challenge. I and mean, I think like, they said to me, if someone breaks their arm or whatever, then we'll call you on. And I thought to myself, I wonder if that's, because I wonder if oh, that's, that's, funny. that's why. And I just landed in the UK. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, I was wondering about that because when I heard you were an alternate and I was like, but she never came on and there was opportunity for it. And I kept trying to figure it out because I and think isn't it that was when they brought Ashley back, yeah, like she had already gotten Ashley eliminated and, and then yeah, they yeah. brought her back again. Yeah. Ashley had got eliminated and then they did that challenge and Cam and Nicole Z were wrestling and Nicole Z separated her shoulder and then Liv, I think broke her arm or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She flipped Ooh. off into the net. Yeah. yeah. And then Ash, they end up bringing Ashley Mitchell back. But to what you're saying though, Jenny, it's, it's true. Like it might've been a situation where you got sent home because on double agents, they were really big on, if you won, uh, won a final, you need to go. They wanted somebody, you know, the cast wants someone new to win. Yeah. That was, yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. like Ashley was sent in right away. They tried to send CT in right away. Wes went, it went in right away. It was. Yeah. Sounds like, to be honest, it would have been a very... I know for a fact, like I knew already going into that season that it was going to be a tough one because I was the most recent winner. So I knew that everybody was going to be gunning for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I trained right. really... I mean, I always train. I train six days a week. I've never not trained for eight years, nine years. It's just... it's I, I don't train because I need... Because, like, you know, I'm going on the challenge. I train because that's how how I always do. Like, I respect my health, my body, and I want to look after it. So I want it to be the strongest it can be always you know I don't you know if I'm walking on the street I want to be able to defend myself if someone tries to attack me randomly or whatever you know there's a lot of that we hear about in the media all the time like I want to feel like I can protect myself and that I'm strong um so more than just the tv show but it's obviously was it's helpful when I go away and I've already got good yeah. fitness and good strength and good ability uh, whereas a lot of people will just train if they find out they're going to be on the show and that's cool everyone's lives different I guess this is my job as well to train so I think he would have dominated that season. I mean, there was other than like Cam, I don't think there was really any tough competition long term. I mean, because Tori ended up going home pretty quickly. I mean, it would have came down to like you, Tori, Cam, and maybe Amber, Casey. Yeah. But, you know, because Casey's Casey's always in really good shape and she's always one of the top competitors in there. Um, But like I can only imagine being able to see you run a final with bananas and then turn around the next season. If you would have got, got there, been able to run a final with CT too. Yeah. yeah that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, talking about being a trainer, you, I'm sure you've seen the change he's made in as a competitor over the last few years too. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's obviously done amazing. Like he just keeps, he just keeps winning basically. He takes the heat off me actually. If I'm ever to go back, I could be like, time's on it guys, don't come for me. Go for CT. He's the one right there, yeah. He's the one who keeps winning, yeah. Yeah, Just don't partner with him, you'll be all right. I was going to say. Yeah, oh my God. If, if, if they called or, you know, asked you to come back on, was, is that something you'd still be open to? Always, I'd always be open to it because I love the adventure and I, always, I'm, I'd, I'd, I don't want to live life with regrets. So, yeah, I'd always say to myself, if I'd said no, would I have won again? Would I have, you know, what country would I have been to? What crazy random things would have been made to do that I would hate it at the time, but look back on it and that was fucking so sick. Like, right. So I would, never, I would never say no, but um, only if it's the right time for me. So, like... Um, and that's not because I think I'm better than a show or anything like that. It's not because I'm pissed off because of that. none of that. It's literally because I've done the whole thing of waiting to see if you asked on and put my life on hold and I did it for a year and it got me nowhere in my personal life. And, um, and, and then so I spent the last 12 months being able to launch an app, being able to renovate a property. And I couldn't have done those two things if I was away. I, I was nearly, uh, there was talks of the season starting, I think, into October. And I and they, they, they reached out to me. And I was thinking like, oh, my app's literally going to launch the week they would want me to go. Uh, yeah. I was thinking like, I don't want to delay my app again. Like I spent a lot of money on this, but ultimately I've spent a lot of time on it. And it's something that I've wanted to do for so long. I was thinking like, this is a really bad time to go away, but... I would hate to turn down the opportunity um, because I would hate to look back and think, you know, that would have been a really good opportunity to have another experience and another adventure and you wasted it. So I would definitely do it again as long as the time was right for me. Right. And I want to let you know, we want to jump into talking about buying the property and the renovation because we've been following that as well. Um, But I wanted to just touch on a few things more with the challenge. One, I don't think there is one competitor that is unanimously thought or wanted to come back. Like everybody in the fandom is like, they need to bring Jenny West back. They need to bring Jenny West back. So like where's they, our champ. Okay. Why yeah. are you guys not giving us our champ back? <laughs> and because I think people recognize one, you know, you're a solid game. You, you play the game with integrity. So you're a very solid game player that way. Secondly, you're competitively, you're a beast. And I think you do put fear into any other competitor in the house. And that includes some of the men on there as well. Um, and then, uh, secondly, like the fact of the feat you had winning that final in total madness and not only, you know, beating everybody, but beating one of the seven time champions and doing it in such a dominating fashion, it, it, people just want to be able to see more and see what else you can do. And they're excited about it. Um, yeah. but one final question I did have is, have you formed any, like what you would consider like lifelong friendships from people you've met in the challenge? Definitely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, quite a few. Um, I would say, I mean, there's loads of them. I, I don't want to miss anybody, but I would say for sure the Brits, Big T, um, Kyle, Melissa, um, for sure. Like those guys are amazing. Um, I just have been seeing Big T actually next month for her birthday. Her plans were delayed, put back because she's turning 30. Um, and then um, in America, obviously, Tori, Bailey, uh, Johnny, um, Anissa, um, who else? Um, Casey, I, I really respect her as a competitor. I think she's amazing. Really, is. I, I mean, I'm I get on with everybody really. I never really have aggro people, but I would love to see them all again. I really would. And uh, this year now we're out of COVID. I've I've got plans to go over to America and kind of do like a little mini 
tour of America with just kind of like hit spots where all the challenges love. And actually, in other words, Cara Maria, like on the season I did with her where I actually knew her, we barely spent any time talking because um, she kept self to self quite a lot, which like, everybody knew that that scene because <laughs> that bit where Tori got engaged and she just hid in the yeah. room. Um, but since since coming out of the, the, the show on Instagram, we interact quite a lot on each other's accounts and she'll always message me such really nice things. And she's a real girl's girl and I love that about her, but I also really respect her as an athlete as well. I love that she's an animal lover and she's really my kind of girl. So I can't believe really we spent a whole seven, six, seven weeks living in the same house and didn't really speak much. Apart from the day I was going hurt, the day I eliminated, uh, I was crying all day because I was I was just I've never I've never been I'm not much of a crier and I'm always quite good emotionally um, but I was so like worn out and I was crying by the pool and I remember Cara Maria came over to me and had a little pep talk with me and she was dead sweet and it was like one of the only times I spoke to her was was then <laughs> well I, I I do see on her Instagram that her and Polly do the challenges that you issue out yeah. every now and then like the hanging and changing the shirt yeah. I was laughing so hard when Polly did it because I think he tried to put on Cara's shirt and there was a few extra straps in there yeah, yeah it was a little nice. tight on him <laughs> weirdly he looks good in it didn't he <laughs> he, he pulls it off well I mean he can work it off well <laughs> yeah he can I, I actually had a question that I wanted to touch on while we're kind of talking about, you know, fitness and working out. Um, now, I've been following you for a really long time. I'm a huge fan as far as like the challenge, but an even bigger fan as far as like real life and what you represent. Yeah. Um, but so I've kind of seen bits and pieces of of your your story, your fitness journey. Um, but I know that a lot of fans don't. Um, so from what I've kind of been able to see is that, you know, years ago, you actually struggled with self image issues as well, um, yeah. which kind of led you to your, your fitness journey that you've been on for the last what eight or nine years or so. Yeah. Yeah. So what I want to know is, is what was that original transition like for you? And what would be like your biggest piece of advice for anybody who is looking to make that change in their life? Um, so in terms of the biggest piece of advice is you've got to have more reason than to change how you look. Because if you're just only going to focus on what you look like, you're going to stop. Because how you look is going to be the last thing that changes. You can't, you don't, weight takes a while to lose. Powers like, take a while to show on the scales. Charles just take a while to get loose. And if you've got this in your head how you want to look and you go to gym five days in the first week and on day five you look the same, which you will look the same, you'll go, fuck this, I look the same. I've just been slugging away for five hours this week and I look the same, so I'm going to give up, it's not going to work. Well, you're doing it five days. Um, whereas if your reason to train it goes beyond what you look like and you're not going to give up, let me give you an example. So like when I first started going to the gym when I was like 20. 26, 25, 26. Um, I literally thought to myself, um, I just want to just want to lose weight. I just wanted the six pack. I wanted to have slim thighs. I wanted a slim stomach. I just wanted to change how I looked. And it didn't take long for me to to just be obsessed with the feeling of feeling stronger. Like, and it happened very quickly. Like, you don't even need to be strong to feel stronger. As long as you're pushing yourself to your limit and you have that sense of accomplishment, um, then that is what makes you feel really good. Let's say you try a press up and you're pushing, you're pushing, you can't get up and, and then, you know, you half get up, you half don't. And then the next day you try again, you get up a tiny bit more, even though you still didn't do 
the perfect push-up, you you push yourself. It's not hard. You push through it. And it's a feeling of accomplishment and it makes you feel good. And that's what that's what people need to focus on. They need to focus on how it makes them feel more because, you know, you'll feel great your first session. You know, you finish your workout, and, you know, and you've been working hard. You don't think to yourself, oh, God, I feel really crap. You think, God, I feel really, I feel really good. Like it was really hard, but I'm still alive. Right. So, you know, like, oh, I'll do it. I want to do it again. And that's, I think that's what it was. I think that's the main thing for me is stop, stop thinking it's going to be all about how you look. Because the people who do that, honestly, it's always Monday for them. It's always starting again on Monday. The people who look about how they look, it's always Monday. And do you know what? Those people as well, they're always too drastic. It's always too much in one go, too much cardio, too much restricting food. And um, they want fast results. Fast results aren't sustainable results. They, they very rarely are sustainable. I can make anybody lose a stone in one week. But let me tell you, you'll be bored. You'll hate me. You'll be miserable. You'll be tired. You won't be able to concentrate at work. You won't sleep. Your breath will probably stink from having such a low-carbohydrate diet. And then not only that, you'll just put it all back on again in about a week and a half. Yeah. yeah. So what's the fucking point? Just do it properly. Do it once. Can't remember the first part of the question. Sorry, I got all carried away. As you can see, it's a passion, passionate subject for me. No, no, I love it. no that's perfect. And I, I love it. Do I, I love it. And I, I think that's one of my biggest, like one of my favorite parts about your message that you put out on social media is, um, you know, I, I've noticed two big like trends in your in your social media content and one of them is you know like if you're gonna work out and you're gonna like be healthy you have to do it for more than it like it shouldn't be about what you look like but more about how you feel and how it makes you feel when you're done with that workout and and, and naturally like it's okay to want to change how you look. Right. It's okay to say, I want to be slimmer or I want to have a six pack or I want to have you know muscly arms or and it, that's okay and that's fine and, I, and and even now like I'd love to change parts of my body and make myself more toned or whatever right. I'd love to have a tinier waist or whatever but you've got to have more than that it's okay to have that and have that as a bit of a goal but if you've only got that you're never going to do it you'll never get there Right. somebody who doesn't even want it will get there because they're going to be doing it for the love of working out or from feeling great from working out and they'll just keep going and going and then over six months eight months nine months before they know it they've got this byproduct of the change of how they look which they kind of wanted in the first place right right yeah well and you know on top of that another big thing that you push along with this message on instagram is uh, reality versus Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I, I absolutely love this. It is like one of my favorite things that I see on, on Instagram, on social media, because it's mad, isn't it? And you see it, you're like, even I still get caught up on it. Cause I, I, I know myself all the best angles, but every now and then, like, I'd be like, Oh my God, if an, an influencer hasn't done that before, for example, then she'll do it. I'm like, I literally did think she didn't have that. Yes. Like I literally did think she was like smooth, completely flat, always had a six pack. So it always still catches me out even as well. Like, and I, and I know the tricks and it's not that people are trying to trick people. It's just that you want to show yourself in what you seem to be the best light. Of course you want to look your best. I put a photo once with, with cellulite on the side of my thigh and someone literally said to me, Oh, you're, you're, you're literally bullshitting to all your followers. You're lying. You haven't got a cellulite. There's no way you can have a six pack half cellulite. Well, obviously there is because yeah. here I am. Like, <laughs> yes, you can. It's all fat storage. Where do you saw your fat? I saw mine on my thighs and my ass. So yes, I can have cellulite. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, I just I think it's just such an important message, you know, and, and I know you touch on this a lot on on social media, um, but it, it's 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 a really important message that not a lot of people talk about, um, especially with like the influx in young people using social media um, and the influx in you know, people being interested in the in the health and fitness industry um, recently, you know, even just within the last like 10 years, it seems like, yes, it's really it's, blown up, yeah, it? it's like a trend, like a, uh, I don't want to say a fad, but it's like the thing to do now. It is, it is, it is trendy. Like, you know, I feel like kids nowadays, they can't wait to be 16 so they can have a gym membership and they could put on like the little outfit for the gym, yeah. the little matching two piece. So they can like, you know, and they can go meet their friends and they'll just, you know, oh my God, is that boy so cute over there? And they'll like, just literally just walk on the treadmill. But it's like a, tra- it's become, and I think it's, a, some people said, oh, you know, um, like they just come here to wear the outfits or whatever. But do you know what? At least they're in a gym environment because maybe they get inspired to actually want to, you know, work out properly. But I think it's a great trend to come along. How great that the trend is fitness. <laughs> what a brilliant trend. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you know, we uh, we have a couple of sons and, and my oldest, he just turned 11 uh, about five days ago. And he's big on like, he wants to work out. He wants to learn how to lift weights. Like he's starting to get into that. And I'm like, okay, you know, like we'll start, you know, looking at little things here and there. And so we've, you know, started working with him on little stuff and, you know, but it's, it's like the cool thing to do now. And so I think it's, I think it's really amazing that you're, you're taking that step to put yourself in front of people and be like, you know, this is what I would prefer to, you know, this is what I would normally look like online, but this is reality and it's okay to look like this too yeah i think it's like if i when i was 15 um and i was um i won't say i like let my body and securities woman life i didn't because you know i knew that it was more important you know you, you, there's more important things than what you look like but like all 15 year old girls there was things i would love to change about body and things that i would be embarrassed about like i wouldn't have worn certain clothes or whatever like i had complex about different parts of the body and um and I just want girls to know, and, and guys that age, you know, that it honestly, it genuinely doesn't matter. Like, I cannot express it enough. Like, if you could be you in a 10 years ahead of time and look back, you, you'd kick yourself for allowing it to take over your life so much because it really doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter. You do not pick your friends based on what they look like. And if you do, you need to, you, 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 you know, you, <laughs> what you deem is the most important thing. But most people do not pick their friends no. based on what they look like. No. You pick friends on how they make you feel. So, like, concentrate on just being a nice, honest human being who works hard who is nice to people and you will have plenty of friends uh, and they do not care what you look like if you want to change how you like you do it for you not for anybody else yeah i i agree and and sorry rick um just one more thing i I want to add on to this is i think for me like the biggest the biggest eye-opener that i ever really saw on your page um there was like a little of a video. I can't remember if it was a video or if it was a series of photos, Um, but you were like at the pool um, and you were talking about like the little pouch you can get when you're sitting like in the chair. And then you like turn, you look at the camera and you're like, nobody is looking at that at the pool. It's okay to have that pouch at the pool. It's okay for your legs, legs to be flabby on the chair. And like, nobody's looking at you, even though you think nobody's looking. Yeah. They really aren't. They're too worried. And the same in the gym. No one's looking to see if you're doing it wrong. Like they really are more worried about themselves. People are, we we can't help this. Humans, we're more interested in ourselves than anybody else. (laughs) Like, you know, we are more, it's what's everyone thinking about me. Like, 
Uh, I think like, I think when you really want to do something, like, you know, say you're going to the gym the first time and you're intimidated by it, you've got to remember why you're there. Block out everybody else. You know, go in there, put your music on, do what you're there to do to transform your body, to improve your body. And I don't mean physically, I meant, I don't mean how it looks. I mean, first and foremost, how it feels, make it stronger, make it fitter, because you need that body to last you the rest of your life. So you owe your body to work out and make it stronger. Don't care about if it's changing how you look, just make it, the best version of your body that you can make it. And remember why you're there. Like if, if you you don't want a, your future self to be unhealthy because you're worried about someone looking at you yeah. 20 years yeah. earlier while you're on a treadmill. Really? Was, was them looking at you really that important that you allowed your body to become very unhealthy when you're 70, that you're really, really unhealthy and can't play with your grandchildren because of you were worried that someone's going to look at you at the gym funny. Right. Like mm. are you really letting them affect your future health because you really are <laughs> you really right. were taking it out of context like just get it done forget it forget everybody what I do if I think someone's staring at me I literally stop and I look at them like this I literally turn around and go <laughs> start looking around like away and then I literally do it all the time and and that's all I do. That's all you need to do. Just stop and look at somebody. So it's like, if you got what you're looking at, do you want to take a photo? Right. It'll last longer. Right. And I just look at someone like that. And half the time, people are just wondering how to perform exercise because they don't, didn't know. And you're doing it and they're thinking like, oh my God, is that how you do it? I don't know. Like, right, yeah. Well, and two things I wanted to touch on. Um, I, I saw a video you posted the other day on your stories and I believe it was you were working out with a girlfriend at the gym and you guys were pulling a sled on like a little yes. indoor track and it, to touch on what you're saying that gym was it wasn't packed but there was quite a few people in it there was and that track is right in the right middle, in the middle like everybody's like, face yeah it. not one person was watching them work on that track everybody no. was just like staring up at the tv doing their workouts so i mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, like it, it goes the way you're saying nobody cares secondly the way you inspired her to push further than she'd ever pushed before on that weight i loved it she hated me I'm sure she did, but I bet she yeah, loved you after. She said she put an appreciation. She even did a post about it on Instagram saying that she pushed out of her comfort zone. And she's one of those people that she, she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to do it. But I was so bossy that day. I said to her, I don't, that's what I said to her. I don't fucking care if you don't want to do it. I don't give a shit. I don't even care if you hate me. You're fucking doing it. And that's what I said to her. Bear in mind, she is my friend, not just the client. Yeah, right? yeah. So I can speak to her like that. And she loved it. And she did. She, I, she didn't like doing burpees sleep, but I made her do them. But I said, I'm not telling you to jump them and do them fast just walk it all you've got to do is lie on your front stand up and put your hands in the air you haven't even got to jump yeah. so she did it and then after she's like "I, yeah you're right I'm fine and it, I did do it and <laughs> I'm glad I did because I feel good now she felt great like she felt like she accomplished things she'd never done because she yeah. didn't want to do them because she didn't know how well she could do them so she just avoided doing them well, everybody does things for the first time. Everyone's crap at something at some point. Like, you know, everybody, no one starts off a master at anything. No. You've got to be, you've got to be okay with feeling like you're failing at something or you're never going to get anywhere in life. If you say you're in your comfort zone all the time and what you what feel safe, you're just never going to achieve your, your maximum potential. How yeah. sad is that? Because you're scared. I love to fail. I love when I can't do something. Like, Great, finally, that's my limit. Right, now I've got to try and get better than that. But if you're always amazing and winning all the time then you're not actually working as hard as you could be because clearly you're not because you're not failing at anything failing is good exactly yeah well and that's the same lesson we try to the 11 year old who's getting interested in working out is like you know he he freaks out because he messes up and he doesn't do it right it's like dude you're not supposed to do it right you're supposed to mess up that's how you learn yes that's mm -hmm. it. you know that's, that's exactly the whole point it. yeah 
and then the second thing, and then I'm gonna just oh, get let you take back over on this was I I I think that's amazing that I've seen you do it, and I think the other person I've seen do it on social media is Joss, where you guys will show yeah. that there are mm-hmm. certain poses that amplifies a certain look, and and for people to take a step back and yes, you can work out and you can go to the gym and improve your life and improve your look, but don't base your life on a photo that's taken for Instagram. And I think that's a really admirable thing to be pushing across. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I think like, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, especially with the younger generation. I mean, obviously us in our thirties, like I know who I am, like, you know, it's not going to bother me, but like a 16 year old girl or a 16 year old boy, it makes the biggest difference. It can make a huge difference. And and it's very commendable that you guys are doing that. I just wanted to say that. I'm literally doing it for 15 year old Jenny, who, who literally was like, you know, it, all those things that I found as insecurity then I would love to people made it normal then I would have felt so much better about it mm-hmm. exactly um, so it's gonna make their lives easier it's it's the one it's like one of the most redeeming factors about social media is people like yourself doing what you're doing to ensure that some of the younger generation knows that it's normal what they're going through and that they're not alone yeah. so yeah and absolutely like, watching the stuff that you put on Instagram is making 15 year old me tell 33 year old me to figure it out and to stop <laughs> thinking about what everyone else is saying, what everyone else is thinking and that it didn't matter then yeah. it doesn't matter now. And it's hugely yeah. inspiring. So thank you for that as well. I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. Honestly, that that's the best thing. That's the best thing for me of Instagram is to think that I'm making a difference to somebody and I, even one person um, you've got to live your life for you and you've got to do what's best for you and stop worrying about other people like such a shame that so many people worry I mean we all do it I've done it myself and I will still do it every now and then I have a bit of a, but as long as the people in my life my you know my the people that I love my close-knit circle I only really care about what they think they're the people that I have my respect because I care for them and I respect what they think of me doesn't matter about everybody else let people laugh at you if you think they're laughing at you so fucking what you've got bigger you've got bigger plans for yourself this is your life and your future your body health you've got to do what you need to do for you and block everything else out I love it. I I love that so much. Um, But really quick, there is something that I have been dying to talk to you about since we um, since we made this plan to have you on the podcast. I want to know about this home renovation. So where where did this come from? Like, why why did you choose to renovate your own home? And how do you know how to do all of this? Like, I've been watching since. Uh, I literally didn't know. (laughs) No? I've I've learned some. I've learned you look like you know what you're doing like every video i'm like how does she know how to do all this i need to do an instagram versus reality on the home <laughs> <laughs> just, to make, just to make people realize <laughs> so, it's, it's, but yeah it's it when i was younger go on uh, sorry i was gonna just say it's it's like that meme i showed you the other day where you walk out of home depot really excited and it doesn't show you the scene where you have to walk back into home depot 30 minutes later because you bought the wrong fucking tool so yeah <laughs> Yes, I thought literally. I thought what I thought I was buying a fifty pack of um, I can't remember the word. They were like I think they were like brackets for the door or something like that. And I worked out that I needed like forty five like like brackets for all the doors. So I went online and I was like, oh my god, they're so cheap. It's like it's like nine ninety nine for like a fifty 
time something so this is amazing like i didn't read the description so i got there thinking it was this great big box they handed me showed my email with an order they handed me a tiny little packet like literally a plastic packet about sat like half the size of my hand with one one in and basically one was 50 centimeters times <laughs> it was like width versus length oh. and i thought it was the amount <laughs> I didn't even walk out the store. I just returned it there and then. I was like, yeah, well, I'm not paying $9.99 for one because I need 50, so you can just take it back now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't need doors. I'm not really that important. No, it'll be fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, we just we just bought our house like 90 days ago and we moved in and like the walls behind us now are white, but when we moved in, they were all wallpaper and like cream and red colored with floral. Crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. So it took us, I don't know, probably a week of just scraping wallpaper and scrubbing the walls. Oh, that's the worst. Oh it's extremely slimy from the glue and like smelly. Like uh, the, the glue just stinks, doesn't it, when it melts? It's so oh, bad. It's it was so bad. <laughs> and then scoring it. Like, yes. like, I remember looking at her, like after we got done scoring one of the bedrooms, I was like, we don't need to go to the gym. Like, oh, there's, there's some, like my arms on fire. Yeah, yeah. Back aches, shoulders ache, everything aches. Your grip hurts holding the trowel thing. Yeah, you don't need to the gym if you do house runner no. I've definitely missed a fair few sessions when I was younger I was I used to um, I said to you before that like, we didn't often have it sometimes we had a TV sometimes we didn't have a TV I think we had a few years where we didn't so I spent a lot of time drawing and I used to draw houses is it the why I was obsessed with drawing houses and there'd always be like 10 bedroom mansions with like a cinema room and a pool room and everything and um and it would be like four floors and I'd draw the front sides back bird's eye view open floor plan and I draw them all individual bricks and everything um, so I've always been really interested in property but never been able to sink my teeth into one um, in my life so when I won the money I thought I know what I'm going to do I'm going to buy a house I'm going to renovate it I'm going to buy a house that's really dated and just like just renovate it so that's where the idea came from um, so yes it's, it was very dated I think they've been decorated since like 1970s oh wow um, gosh yeah yeah like there's a lot of claws in every room like that 3d wallpaper it's like really spongy but if you literally hit your head against it you'd be okay you know it's foamy <laughs> and it's oh like gosh. orange carpet um but yeah i um Avocado i wanted to extend green. it yes that's it the bathroom <laughs> was pink the bathroom suite was pink i'm oh, sure no. there's a photo of it on the instagram somewhere um baby pink quite cute actually but not for me <laughs> um, so yeah it's a uh, there was a lot needed doing and I, I wanted to extend it so I'd had it started to dig out for an extension but you have to I'm sure it's the same in the UK you have to have permission for a lot of building work but because it's such a small extension um, and a single story one I was told by a lot of people you won't need it including someone from the council who came out to my house looked at something else who's like oh you won't need planning permission so I went ahead I had piling work done that cost five and a half thousand pounds to have the piles put in the ground and this concrete slab put on the floor to support an extension. And then after that, I found out that actually I probably do need planning. And then that, then I, so I paid this fee and everything, thinking, oh my God, if, if I don't get accepted for it, then I've got the most expensive patio in the history of England. Literally, <laughs> I've had all this piled up for no reason. <laughs> um, but luckily, luckily, it was in the end, they decided that I definitely didn't need planning permission. They signed off and gave them my money back. So I didn't need it in the end, but they thought I did. So oh, yeah, I've learned some things along the way. I've definitely um, 
wasted a bit of money, but not much. I, I think I've been doing okay. Yeah. In, in the process is, years. Right. <laughs> I was going to say the process has been fun to, fun to watch it. It seems like you guys aren't like super rushing it. So do you like plan to live in the house when you're done or are you just like renovating and then going to sell it or rent it or what's your plan? Renovating. Yeah. Just to renovate it and then um, potentially sell, potentially rent. I don't know. really know actually it's just for fun. Gotcha. And I think that's where I kind of went wrong. Like, telling people that there's no time limit don't tell builders you've got no time limit no. they just put you on the back of the list I've learned <laughs> that and I've also um, like don't bother painting your rooms and then getting someone in to come and do something on the skirting board who's then going to put dust all over your walls and then you have to have them repainted don't do things like that yeah um, you know just a few things but I think I think it's been okay and it's been so for a long while because of um, waiting to hear back from the council took three months to, to before I could progress anymore um, and then also with it being co- with it being COVID builders have got a lot of work through over here I don't know if it's in the US, in the US or the Canada because um, everybody wants to renovate their houses now because we're all at home so much more everyone's like let's yep. renovate so there's a, there's a massive kind of waiting list for like good trades people to do the bits I can't let on building extensions, which I'd love to try. And um, I'd give it a good go if it was legal. I would actually give it a go if it was legal. Yeah. I'm literally dead serious. But, um, you know. Oh, <laughs> so I yeah. believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I think the extensions should, the extension should be started this month now, February. It should be started. Ooh, so that'll be phenomenal. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that way out here too with the contractors. Like, um, yeah we're going to have to look to redo our roof here probably in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. but it's one of those where you have to book them out like six to nine months in advance to get someone. And and I, I yeah. could do it, but it's like, I no, I'm good. I don't want to, I don't want to roof a house. <laughs> I, I've chosen my profession and that's not it. <laughs> no, we have a debt. Like we were looking at building a deck on, a, on our house and we started calling them two months ago and they were telling us that they weren't going to be able to do it until um, like October yeah yeah so, wow that's insane so that's yeah. actually almost a whole year later you have yeah. to kind of just book it in and just that you know start decking for yeah. <laughs> yeah who are these people that think of it so far in advance though like i would never be like i want decking in tenants <laughs> <laughs> well and that's the thing too is like lumber was so expensive because we had to yes. um like we we bought this house like three years ago and we just had our first kid and but the spare room was this really weird l shape and we built a wall that went straight across and split it in half. Yes. But then, just... yeah, but the cost was so much more expensive than it would have been at any other time because lumber was at like such a steep triple. price. Yeah. Yeah. Same over here. That's same over here for woods. It's like triple the price. Oh, easy. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, thankfully we haven't had to do any major remodeling. Um, we're going to, because this house was built in 83 mm-hmm. and it hasn't yes, been exactly. designed or anything really done to it since then. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's some things that we're looking at. I'm looking at that kitchen. I'm like, we can do it, but <laughs> we're going to hate ourselves if we do this. The wallpapering, and- how hard that was, scoring the paper every right. day, the smell the glue, the stickiness, yeah. the just, If you could get someone else to do it, just let them do it. Right? That's yeah. really it is. Especially when you, have to fa- when you have to factor in the cost of counseling <laughs> on top of actually 
yeah, all of exactly. the material and everything else. It's not worth it. <laughs> and, and if you fuck it up, you've got there's more money, more material. It's the worst. And any tips for anybody out there listening? If you think you've bought a, enough paint, you haven't. No, buy more yes. paint. You need more. Yes, it's Always like you more paint. Continue the color, and now you've got to buy loads of another color to paint over what you've just done. If you did that, think if anybody else did that, just me. I've, don't do I, that either. Oh my also gosh. We're there too. We've gotten close. Oh my gosh. How well they didn't discontinue, but we did go to get more of our paint color and they were out at like every one of the stores we went to and we were like, huh? okay, I guess we're waiting. Yeah, we got the we, you know, nobody goes in our hallway anyway, so it's fine. You know, it's, it's like a feature hallway, you know, everyone's doing it now. One wall, one color, one wall the other. It's it's an accent. Exactly, we'll just call yeah. it an accent wall. It'll be fine. I figure we wait another twenty years. All this shit, all this will be back in fashion yeah, anyway. So it'll be trendy again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, so recently you actually went to Istanbul and you um you had a rhinoplasty surgery. How's your recovery going from that? It's going really really well. It was the best thing ever. I didn't. I don't think I realized how much it would like um, really help me. But basically, I've obviously now got a twin sister. Our noses didn't look the same from the front. From the side, they looked the same. But from the front, they didn't. I had like a break. So my nose came out the side. Uh, but it wasn't very obvious unless the flash was on on photos. I noticed it because I knew it was there. Right. And people, when I told me I was getting a rhinoplasty, people were like, why? Your nose is fine. I was like, it actually isn't. I can't breathe out my right nostril very easily. And it is broken twice. So, um, so yeah, so I had to have a septoplasty as well, which is separate surgery, but they did it in one. So that's where the septum inside the bone separating the two nasal passages is, is deviated. So that was why I couldn't breathe properly out of my right nose. But really randomly, um, I was in my choir at church because my dad and parents were music teachers. My dad was the choir master. And um, I was in the choir. And I remember being in like, in my 20s, when I started, when I started hitting my 20s, I just suddenly couldn't sing anymore. And I had, to, I had to quit the choir. And I didn't know what happened to my voice, but it suddenly, I suddenly couldn't hit any of the notes. I could only hit really low notes, like tenor voice notes. I couldn't hit anything middle range. Um, and it just happened overnight. And um, every now and then I'd have a day where that I could sing better, but I couldn't sing at the same capacity as, as previously. Um, so I had to quit the choir. My dad thought I was doing it on purpose because I didn't want to be in the choir anymore. And I was like, no, I literally, it's depressing me. I can't sing. Mm. And every Christmas I'd go and help out, help out in the choir. And it was so upsetting to hear my part because I wasn't soprano, I was alto, which is second female voice. So it's not the tune, it supports the tune and sings around it. It adds my favourite part. And I could hear my part being sung by everybody else and people like not getting it right. And I was like, oh, yep. I know how to sing it, but I can't, I can hear it, I can't sing it. And uh, that's been my life now for like 15 years. Like I can't, oh. I like, I like, that's just, I'm just never going to get my voice back. My voice also changed. It went slightly deeper, ever so slightly. And my twin sister's voice was slightly higher than mine. And that was a way that people could tell us apart. And then hammer surgery about 10 days before Christmas. And on Christmas day, my brother-in-law, I was talking to him and he went, Jen, your, your voice has changed. And I went, what? He said, your voice is higher. It's not the same as before. And he's only known me for like seven or eight years, eight years. And um, suddenly it all clicked to me. Since I've been back from my surgery, when I'm driving, I always sing to my music. But um, and I kept thinking, God, I'm having really good singing days. I could keep being able to sing like higher notes. 
Um, and I've kind of got used to not singing how I was told I could even bother trying to hit them. So I sing bits that I know I could maybe get on a good day, but then every now and then I try high notes. I was like, oh, I can get these notes out. And I clicked. So I thought, oh my God, it's not related to my surgery. So I messaged my surgeon and said, can your voice change my surgery? He said, absolutely. And I can't believe from having that septoplasty wow. that centered my, my septum, I've got my singing voice back. Like, that's awesome. I, that means I was excited to think at all about it. Like, and my nose is the same as the dentist's house. That's also cute. So. Great. No, it looks it, great. It that's was, awesome. It was really a win-win for you then. Right, oh, yeah. If I'd known that I would have got my singing voice back years ago, I would have had it done ages ago. I had no idea. I didn't even know that was related to my nose. It makes sense now thinking about it, but I didn't realize because it, I, I don't know. Like I couldn't, I didn't pinpoint exactly. I didn't like obviously break my nose one day and then my voice just changed. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I didn't know where. I, I, mean, I did. Someone stood on my nose at cheerleading. I eventually went on to go do cheerleading, by the way. So I, had, I did it at school and I ended up doing a private team somewhere. I found a team and um, we were doing a, a, a stunt and a skill stood on my face. But my nose didn't crack. Uh, but it, it, after that, it, I noticed it was shaped differently. And um, so I think, uh, yeah. That's wild. She did it. So I just forwarded the bill. <laughs> yeah, you should. I was going to say send her the bill now. I was going to ask, um, I, I've... I feel like after I saw you on your stories go to Turkey for this, I've seen a lot of other people in the challenge world going to Turkey for yeah, that. yeah, after me, yeah, Rogan, right, like Rogan and Zahida did it. I yeah, think. that's what it was. I was like, did did Jenny tell Rogan yeah, where to they, go? Or they went to different comp- they went to a different company, but um, so for me, I I was really lucky. The company I went with, I found them and I messaged them and said, "Who's your best surgeon for rhinoplasties?" And when they realized what following I had. They said, would you be willing to document it and we'll give you a discount? And I said to them, well, I was going to document it anyway because I share everything with my followers. When I had a breast augmentation two years ago, I shared that as well. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, great then. Because, you know, I w- and I would tell them honestly, like if I didn't have a good result, I would also document that. So I did say to them, I'll be very honest. If I, if I don't like certain aspects, I will tell people. Um, and they said that's absolutely fine. That's, they wouldn't want me to be dishonest. So great. And then my experience has been amazing. Like it has been a great experience. And they've then had their surgery done about, I think about three weeks after me. I think it was just after Christmas, but different company. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. oh, wow. Yeah, and I saw who else, uh, I think it was Huey was- went to Turkey as well for uh, surgery. I I believe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I could be mistaken. I know Huey went to do another, um, he was doing like the, the, the BBL thing and then he got his teeth redone as well. And then oh, okay, he had yeah. his hair done as well. Yeah. Too. I don't think yeah. he did rhinoplasty. Yeah, I don't, um, but I actually, with you bringing that up and, and the only reason I really want to ask this is because um, you you do seem like such an, an open um, and honest person, especially like with your fans and followers. So I, I just am curious because there seems to be like, not with everybody, but there seems to be kind of like um, this weird negative stigma that kind of sits around like having like work done, whether it's like breast augmentation, nose jobs, anything like that. So yes, like, how do you deal with that? What And what would be like your piece of advice for anybody who is looking at, at doing something like that for themselves? Well, I have to say, I haven't really experienced too much negativity around having surgery. I don't know if people get the vibe on my page that if you're just going to say something negative, you can just go. I literally, I'm not, I don't, I didn't ask you to judge me. I'm just sharing my experience because it might help somebody make a decision for themselves. Right. Um, and I've always kind of done that. Like, I, you know, I think it's quite obvious if I don't go in stories for a few weeks, I've got a cast on my face and then my training, I'm not training anymore. Like people are going to know. Um, right. Yeah. But, um, but I think like, um, 
the re- reasons for a surgery are very important. You shouldn't get it for somebody else. You shouldn't get it very, I don't think you should get it last minute. Though for some people that might be a situation to work out for them. Um, but ultimately also you shouldn't get it to make your relationship with yourself change because it won't change your relationship with yourself. If you've got a bad relationship with yourself and you don't like yourself, having surgery is not going to change that. You need to go and speak to a therapist and you need to, you know, sort out your issues because surgery won't help any of that. And that's why I was a great candidate for surgery because I didn't go there hoping it would make me like myself more. I already, I'm, I'm already, you know, I know who I am. I'm strong in my mind. I know what's important in life. I know that how I look isn't important. Obviously, like I said before, if people want to change how they look, there's no shame in that. Of course, everyone's not the best. Where to draw the line? Like, you know, that's like saying, okay, then what's the point in brushing your hair? Then if you don't, if you know, if, if what you look like isn't important to you, of course, you still want to try and look the best you can. But it's understanding that how you look, if someone judges you based on that purely, then, you know, then that's not, then that's not right either. Um, right. So, I would say to somebody that if you think it's going to make you like yourself more, then it's not going to, and you need to not do surgery. You need to go sort out your issues first. Um, I had, you know, obviously my main reason for having so nose surgery, uh, two reasons. One, I didn't like how my nose bumped out from the side because it was different to my twin sisters. That's purely aesthetic how I look. You know, somebody might go, well, you said that you loved yourself. I do love myself. I do love myself. I just want my face to look like that because I, look, I used mm-hmm. to look like that. I just want my face back. And even if the face never looked like that before, if I want to change my face, I can't do. I will never tell somebody not to go and do what they want to their body, but only under the right circumstances should you be having surgery. So I didn't think it would make me change how I feel. I don't, it hasn't changed how I feel about me. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's the main thing I say to people is just do it for the right reasons. Never do it for a boy. Never do it for a boy. Oh, no, <laughs> no, don't. If your boyfriend says I like big boobs and you've got small boobs, do not go and get your boobs unless you want big boobs. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, I did want to comment on uh, your nose surgery because I think it looks really well. It's very delicate. It's very well done. I mean, I think it's that's the one thing like living in Southern California and living in Las Vegas, you see a lot of people get plastic surgery because it's something that's to be expected, maybe not something they want. And you see those really, you know, those really unnatural looking noses with the real big upturn and everything where yours looks it looks very natural. It doesn't yeah. look like you've had a surgery. No, so not at all. no, it doesn't, does it? I, was, I did want a very natural look um, just because I, 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 you know, I'm not that I'm trying to fuel, fool anybody. If anybody asks me, I would tell them I've had no surgery. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I just like that look. Um, we each their own. If somebody likes that upturned, pinched look, then good for them. You know, I mean, I've got yeah. a family. She wants her surgery to look fake. She wants her boobs to look stuck on, she said. see and and, but that's the thing you know and i think it kind of goes back to what you were saying is like you know is is doing it for for yourself and not for what other people may think or how they may view it is to you know anybody would have an opinion on someone's body like why do you care you've got your body do what you want imagine if everybody just stopped wasting their energy worrying about what other people are doing and spend that energy on themselves, how much further we'd all get in life and how much happier people might be. Like, I just think it's really strange that anybody actually cares what somebody else does, unless it's somebody who's close to you and you're just worried for them. Fair enough, but a stranger, why do you care? Like, have you really got nothing else interesting going on in your life that you care that much to comment? Like, it baffles me. Exactly. No, absolutely. Um, So I... 
I did want to go a little bit change of pace and kind of go back to the challenge real quick because with your two seasons, even though only doing two seasons, you worked with you were on the cast with some of what people consider like the Mount Rushmore, like the greatest of the greats, right? Like you were on there with CT, with Wes, with Bananas, with Jordan. Um, And we let the people in our group know that we were interviewing today. And one of the questions that came in was who does, who is in Jenny's opinion, the best political player she's ever played with? (sighs) Well, my naive brain does often mean that I don't notice things. So there's like a lot of alliances that went on even in last season that I was in that I hadn't been aware of. I'm like, what, they're friends? I had no idea. Um, um, I feel like a lot of the um, old timers have been around for a while. Like we've been on a lot of older seasons and have played a few seasons. They've got... um, They've got very good political games and it baffles me how people believe everything they say when they just have, might have shown in the past that they may be not very great as the kids they're with. Because yeah. um, you, you don't need to lie or backstab someone once or twice, in my opinion, and people would just not trust you. But it seems like people forget that on the challenge. He won't betray me. No, he yeah. someone else, not me. So you're yeah. saying that, like, I, because I've not seen you many of the seasons because it wasn't aired in the UK, we can't access them. Um, I've not really got an opinion on anybody's um, trustworthiness. Is that a word? Trustworthiness? Yes, trustworthy. yes, eh. right. we'll, then, we'll, we'll accept it. Okay, trustworthiness, great. Make that one up today. <laughs> um, <and then laughs> one person I'd say I trust in terms of how they would treat me, I definitely would trust Johnny because he's only ever demonstrated that to me that he would have my back or, you know, he'd be honest with me. And I think he, I think he trusts me because I'm very straight up. I'm very, I'm very like slightly naive, but also like, I just can't be bothered to play that game. I just, I'm not into pretending to like somebody or pretend to be someone's friend and then screw them over, it's just not me. Um, but also with Johnny, I trust him because I feel like if he doesn't like somebody, he just tells you. Like if he doesn't yeah. like you, he just literally tell you he doesn't like you. So therefore, I feel like he would tell me if he didn't like me and I would know that. So for me, I feel like his political game is good. Uh, but then, you know, I don't know. I don't know about the best person to ask. No, no, no. That's <laughs> I mean, that's a fair answer. Bananas yeah. is considered to be one of the best political players, you know, and and so I, I definitely can see that. So um, I take it from the conversation we're having, you haven't gotten an opportunity to go back and see like previous seasons or really dive into the challenge no, outside of. No, like if I want to know the history of the players before I stepped in the game, I literally have to find that, find that online somewhere. Like, I don't know where it would be. And actually, I really wouldn't have the time, I wouldn't have the time to watch it because I'm too busy. Yeah. I'd have to have it on the background whilst I'm doing other things. Yeah. That's, that's literally like usually what we do. Like when we're prepping for someone that, yeah. um, cause we're interviewing other people from like all stars who haven't been on the show in like 18 years. And it's like, oh gosh, we got to go yes, back so and try to. Homework to do. Yeah, yeah. So, but we have three kids, so we never have time. So it's just on in the background and we just kind of, pop in and watch it for a second like, like oh yeah okay, that okay. happened i remember that okay yeah, yeah. so no we totally get it so um tony had mentioned this the other day because we were having like a hypothetical discussion on like future seasons and one of them was uh talking about if they ever did a bloodlines do you think you and your sister would ever do it together i would obviously do it um yes. yeah and i think I think now that I've won, I think she'd be more inclined to want to do it. Right. <laughs> she'd I was like, okay. Yeah. She'd be like, oh shit, like if I'd done it, maybe I would have won some money. Um, 
I think she would <laughs> be more likely to do it now. Yeah, Lucy would be great on it. She is. She's. She's very competitive. Well, when oh. Tony brought that up, he's like, if Jenny and her sister did, I was like, the only people that's going to beat them is if like CT has a twin brother nobody knows about. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so like, they'd be a shoe in on that one. Yeah. <laughs> CT and TC. Yeah, right. that's what it would have to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or Bananas has a, even Bananas, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. No, he did. He, uh, didn't he, wasn't he on Bloodlines? Yeah, he was he on there brought, with Vinny. He brought his Vinny and yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, never mind. <laughs> I've got a pick of sisters because I've got five sisters and a brother. So I'd be like, right, who wants to be on the show with me? Oh, and, like, gosh. The most- I'd make them all audition and be like, <laughs> with them and see. I'd put them in eliminations with each other. And whoever comes with that topic, you can come on the show with me. <laughs> oh my gosh, it'd be like, so uh, one of the, the seasons they did, um, it was called Fresh Meat. And they yeah. did Fresh Me Too. And that's where Cara came from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so she'd never done reality TV prior to it. And they got she brought on, was brought on for the show. Well, in the very first uh, first episode, the vets have to pick these new rookies. And they're given like a stat sheet of like how fast they did an obstacle course and how much weight they can oh, yeah. lift and all of this. How quick be they like ran that. 40 and how, yeah. yeah. So, that's me. That's what I did. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> the first thing I thought of when you said that. I was like, oh, she's going to have her own like fresh meat to pick her partner right. with her sisters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. I love it. Um, so I just have a couple of quick fan questions that were um, submitted on our uh, on our IG and stuff. Um, one of the fans wanted to know that in the future, um, if if you could be partners with any male in the future, who would it be? And then also any female, who would it be? Um, any male. Um, um. <sighs> I've got to go with my friends because I just, you know, I believe in them. So I would say Kyle and Johnny, like the just oh, all laugh it. as well. Man, you have so much fun with those guys. I'm telling you, like, it wouldn't even care if you didn't win because you'd be laughing so much. <laughs> uh, but they've both got hearts and they both work really, really hard. They're not quitters. And they're the type of people that I like to work with. I almost won this year too. He yeah. was so close. 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh... and he came third in my, my last season as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's really he's made good a, for a win. He's really yeah. He's the player he was. Yeah, his he honestly deserves it. He does. Yeah, the player he was his first two years compared to who he is now is yeah. night and day different. Vastly he's, different. He, he's gonna get one. It's only a matter of time. In my a lot, opinion, the t- a lot of the time I see online a lot of the fans will say that people deserve to win because they've been in multiple seasons. I think yeah, you've tried lots of times, but you've got to have. I think you deserve to win if you if you are shown to try hard. I think only if you try hard you deserve to win. It's for me like if someone kind of looks out on a win, it's a bit unfair. Not it's not unfair. Everybody didn't win, but I think people who deserve to win are people who try hard. There's nothing worse than watching someone get handed something they didn't work for. You know, exactly. whereas other people that didn't work, you know, who worked their ass off and got nothing. Um, and then so people who try hard, that's that for me. They deserve a shot at it. Yeah. We should have had you on our round table a couple of weeks ago. We were actually talking about like which players should actually have who we think should win or do for a win. Yeah. And it was all people like you're mentioning right now. It was like Tori, Kyle, uh, yeah. Nelson, Nelson, the ones that are putting in all the work Lee and Roy. really trying. Yes, yeah. working. Some people like they go on seasons and they don't have to work that hard because they've got lots of numbers or they're not seen as a threat. So they'll get to a yep. final all the time. And then they could sometimes win because they want a team in a final. They didn't have to do anything for them. They didn't really, they didn't right. really, 
you know, obviously they did the final, but if you, you know, if you've got a very strong team working with you, you can, you know, you skated there to the final. People, yeah, it can happen. Absolutely. So one one question I did want to ask, not challenge related. Um, I know they're a very big role on your Instagram. Can you tell us more about your guinea pigs? Oh, the boys. Yes. yes. It was actually cleaning day today. They've been the, the, I always say the destitute when it's on cleaning day because they're all like a bit, they can't go in their pens <laughs> if I'm cleaning them. So they have to hang around the living room and they hate it because they just want to go back to their pens. <laughs> um, but I've got four boys. Yeah. Four guinea pigs boys. And they're just, um, they suck up all my money, all my time. Um, but I love them yeah, I miss them in a way and when I'd ring home I'd literally be like can you just tell me how the guinea pigs are doing I just want to see the boys can you get them on the screen please I just want to see the boys they're such a great pet like, people keep mistaking them for hamsters but I kind of don't want people to know how amazing they are because I don't want people to get them who don't appreciate them I don't treat them right I think people think they're the type of pets you could just get a, a kid for Christmas and then you can shove it in a cage, but guinea pigs aren't great for children because they actually take a lot of care and attention and they have a lot of body fat, a thin spine and like no muscle. So if you don't hold it right or drop it, you could kill it so easily. And they take a lot, like I spend a lot of money on my guinea pigs and not because I spoil them, but because to give them the stuff they need and to be healthy, it does cost a lot of money. Like I go to a certain farm shop to get the hay because it's better quality hay. I drive my guinea pig mayhem to the dent- dentist every four weeks and it's in North Hampshire it's two and a half hours drive there and two and a half hours drive back you know I could take them somewhere local but they're not great with guinea pigs right so I took them there and it did you could help him so then he got really unwell and needed teeth shaving so I had to do that now a lot of people would just go I can't bother screw it I'll just let the guinea pig die and that just stresses me out yeah so I'm just like I'd rather people not know how great they are and just keep buying hats and gerbils that you can't kill so easily just leave the guinea pigs for people <laughs> obsessed We'll right. edit this to let, tell people you have hamsters, not guinea pigs. Yes, yes, please do. <laughs> we'll tell them the guinea pigs are boring and, and like horrible. You don't want to have one. Just say that. Just not for children. Not for children. And that's super bad. Not for children. I was going to say, and they they aren't cute at all when you're feeding them. Like It looked like broccoli yeah, right. florets the other day. They oh were so God. happy when you got them. Oh, that. my like, God. They live for food. That's why I love them so much. I can totally relate. They just want to sleep. And literally eat. That's all we want to do. I love it. I cannot relate to that. Right? That's oh, my that's, spirit that's animal my for life. Sure. Yeah. How how long have you say they just sound smaller cats? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really small cats. How long have you had guinea pigs? Uh, 2018, and I had someone I was very young at primary school as well. Yeah, oh, 2018. So, cool. so yeah, four years nearly. Yeah, four years. Oh. Wow. That's, That's so cool. I love it. it. They're so cute. They they're the so cute. So <laughs> No, they're not. They're not cute. They're, they're not, not cute. They're, 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 they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want to. They're rude. <laughs> they smell horrible. They are rude. Yeah. Literally, they are rude. One of my are they? Kids, yeah, yeah. Like, they literally, like, you can always joke them on their terms. I always joke that one of my guinea pigs, Buddy, in particular, <laughs> He like he's so he's so cute like he's got the cutest little mouth and like when he runs he's got really long back legs so his bottom flounces around when he runs and I always like <laughs> I always liken him I always say he's like a stripper because you can look but you can't touch if you go to touch him he like runs away straight away you're like I literally <laughs> never get to choke him he's like leave me alone look at me look how cute I am but you can't touch me I'm like oh. yeah. it's only on his terms yeah that's amazing so um what my final question I, I ask this to every guest um, is 
you're getting ready to do another hall brawl, Jenny, and you need to listen to one song that's going to get you in the right mind frame to not really hurt someone, but to hurt someone. <laughs> what song is that? Or like you need to get hyped because you're going to max out at the gym. What song are you listening to to get you in that mind frame? It'd be that, uh, is it turned down for what? I have to play that before deadlifts. And that one would get me hyped up. Maybe that one. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I play this song in the morning when I have my guinea pig mug and it's called guinea pig Olympics and if you scroll on this Instagram music tab it's got it on there and I play it and all my followers will like message me and be like oh my god I sing guinea pig Olympics when I'm like driving the car because it's stuck in my head from you so oh <laughs> you I may or may not be Right. I may or may not be Googling this I was right gonna now. Say, Rick's on his way right now. <laughs> it's, it's thank you. It's like I know all the words to it now, but it's just <laughs> thank you. I think it's made I'm, for like kids' parties or something, not that I listen to it every day. <laughs> the more I realize Jenny and her guinea pigs is very much like me and my and my three year old, where it's just like, you know what? I do want to listen to the backyard again again for the hundredth time today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been watching helpsters all day. We already we've watched the two seasons that are available. We're back on season one again. He loves it. Like he'll hear the song. He'll be elsewhere in the house. And you hear him just like the footsteps just come running. He's like 13 months old and you just hear the footsteps running and he gets in and he just stands there and then just starts bouncing. It's like the baby bounce. Yes. They just bend the knees. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know which one you mean. The dance, baby dance. I just uh, way off subject, but Tony, um, I just got Luke because he's been watching like the same things over and over. And I'm like, I can't watch any more Blippy. If I watch Blippy one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. And uh, I was scrolling through and we got HBO Max. I was like, oh, my gosh, they have Looney Tunes. So I put on the Looney Tunes and they had Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote and he is stuck now. Like, so every morning I get him out of bed. He's like, Looney Tunes, meep, meep. And I'm like, yep, we can watch it. Yeah, we can watch that. I love it. So I, I have one final question that I like to ask everybody. Um, but before I do that, Tony, was there anything that you wanted to add on before we do all the kind of closing stuff? Sure. Yeah. So I can't even say that this is a question that I normally ask because you are actually the first interview that I've been in on. Oh, so I'm honored. Given given that Canada is all about cold water and I did see your post today with yeah. cold water therapy. What, what is that? Because obviously we have an infinite resource of cold water here in Canada. Wow, you guys are very lucky. <laughs> well, so it's like, essentially it's just, I say it's like a, a craze that's going around right now um, where people are kind of finding local water spots and just submerging themselves in water. But it's, um, it's really good for, in many ways for body like with inflammation um sleep um joint pain um recovery it's circulation it's got so many benefits so i saw loads of people doing it so i googled what it was what it was about and what it involved and you have to be very careful because it was really cold water you could really like yeah you couldn't get hypothermia so you've got to be careful with it so i read up about it and then just thought i'd give it a go so my sister came to visit me. We went for a hike in the Peak District to this mountain and we saw the first little natural pool and we bought our bikinis with us and it was fucking freezing. Like, I want to say it was like three degrees outside. Wow. So <clears throat> any any cold in it could snow. 
Um, but I do feel like cold water therapy is probably more fun in the winter because in the summer, if it's like a hot summer's day, you're just like, the water's not going to have that same effect. I don't think it's not going to be as cold, um, I- but it's, yeah, it's really good for you. Um, you're not supposed to stay under too long or, or anything. Like I think they say like start with a minute, don't go over five minutes in total ever. Um, you just Google it, so lots of information about it. But um, yeah, so I enjoyed it. So and uh, tomorrow I'm driving down to Portsmouth, the south of England, to see say with a friend. And she lives out on the beach. It's freezing, like where she lives. And I'm going to do a seven days of cold water therapy and monitor my sleep, my concentration, my, my body health, everything over the next week, and then just see how if it improves, if it doesn't, or anything like that. I'm just going to just log it really and just. Like see how I find it. So ask me in seven days. Right. <laughs> well, I was going to say tomorrow. I love it. Um, I I know I've never done it personally. I've heard about it. Um, I listen to uh, Joe Rogan occasionally, and um, but he talks a lot about cold shock therapy and it, like apparently I don't know what the science behind it, but there's like a certain type of protein that your body releases from it. Yes. Um, yeah. But because- if I can find it, I'll send you the information, Tony, so you can look at some more of it. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, like we're, I'm, I'm in Nova Scotia. So we're like, where I live is I, I ended up, even though I moved to Vancouver, I went, came right back to the small town that I'm from. Yes. And now I live here um, with, so I'm like 20 minutes away from the beach. So like polar dips are a big thing. You're here. thinking about it. Well, yeah. Cause <laughs> like polar dips are a big thing here. Um, I've got a buddy of mine who lives like right on the beach. Mm. So it's, it's now like, in my mind just yeah, sort of- honestly it's the best thing ever definitely where like i would say your first time don't put your head under the water unless you finally get fine some people obviously do it and lots of people comment on instagram saying oh you should have put your head under the water but i was doing like an eight mile hike after uh, i didn't want to walk with a head wet head so yeah. you know, i've got long hair like it would take ages dry so i had like a double layered like beanie hat on and i made sure not to get my head wet um, and that makes it easier um and then after, as soon as I got out, I just towel dried myself and then just put some clothes on quickly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, it's a great feeling. Like, it's so weird. Like, you think you'd hate, you'd hate it and you're just doing it to say you've done it. But I can genuinely say I didn't hate one part of it. I absolutely loved all of it. Even the, even, you know, screaming. Like, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> that was so and that's cool. the thing, like, I just spent like an hour and a half shoveling today. So I'm going to give it a week or two because we were, we did a, a podcast recording last night. And like, while we were recording, it was like huge winds yeah. and I almost lost power oh. once. And we just had like snow all day yesterday and freezing rain. So I oh might wait. You could just lie yeah. in snow for your cold water. <laughs> you could just lie in the snow. You don't actually need to even go in water. Cold ice therapy. There you go. I just need to go out front. <laughs> Yeah, just so go therapy. outside. Yeah. <laughs> snow angels, naked snow angels with a hat on. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going in the backyard. Yeah, right? don't do that in the front yard. <laughs> all right. So like I said, there's there's one final question I like to ask uh, all of our guests. And that is, um, you know, when everything is said and done, you know, reality TV and, you know, when you finally turn the switch off on Instagram and Twitter and all of that, um, what kind of message do you hope to leave behind for your fans and the people who follow you? Um, I would say to stop worrying about what everybody thinks about you and just care about the opinion of the people in your life that you love and 
like respect because why do you care about what somebody who don't even know thinks about you i think far too many people live the life worrying about what other people think and i think um it's a very freeing feeling to not give a fuck and i think as i've gotten older that's kind of like how i've become i literally don't care what people think of me and it's a very nice feeling so i'd say that i'd, I'd like to encourage people to not give a fuck <laughs> I, can, I love it i can see the neon sign above jenny's head right now already right? don't give a fuck <laughs> yep. I'm, a, I'm a grave so i die she said don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome no i think that's great and and th- uh, jenny seriously thank you so much i can't even tell you what it's what it's meant to us to sit here and just chat with you and get to know you for the last couple of hours and it really means the world so. it's been great i love it honestly I love, I loved it. I really enjoy it. Um, oh, so nice I'm always like interested in know what the questions are going to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I'm really so thanks so much for having me. Oh, of oh, course. It's it's really uh, we can't thank you enough. I know I reached out to you because she. I'm a big Tory fan, and she was able to get Tory on, and I was like, I'm never going to be able to top this. And she's like, You might. I'm like, Let me find all her favorites real quick. And then I saw your IG. I was like, Oh my god, she loves Jennifer. Let me reach out to her. And I Yay! never thought I'd hear back from you. And you like wrote back. I was like, Oh my god, you are amazing. Yeah, thank I missed you. your message the first time. I think. I think we. Um, I think I think you'd message I messaged you back and then you messaged me then I didn't then it didn't come up the the messages for ages. Yeah. I, guess, I, think, I think so, yeah. So I'm glad I saw it. Well, yeah, no, I talked to you I think maybe like a week or two before you went to Turkey. Yeah. And yeah. we were like, Oh, we gotta put it out for a while and I was like, No, that works great. Holidays and then Yeah. Yes, like, I remember oh now. Yes, because yes, I remember. Yeah. 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 Yay. <laughs> well, if you ever want me on another one, just message me and I'll I'll definitely do it. We will it's never turn down an opportunity to have you back on. <laughs> yeah. Especially when I've done my seven days cold water therapy, then I can give you a, the lowdown. Right? Yeah, well, we'll have to do a follow-up on that for sure. <laughs> well, you can also interview Tony, ask how his seven-day snow therapy went as well. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> keep everyone updated. Right? Hey, please do. You, you might want to vlog it for us, Tony. I'm just going to be yes. honest. Well, I was like, I sent that photo to you guys because it was in the middle of the snowstorm. One thing that I've always done is like everybody takes their selfies. I always take snow fees. So anytime that we have a snowstorm, I always go out and I stand there for like 30 seconds to get as much snow on my face and everything as I can and then snap my photo. Mm-mm. And that one that I sent you guys yesterday was probably one of the better ones because it was just like all in my hair and my, my beard God, so and all my sunglasses. Your dedication yeah. is wild. Yeah, you did look half Yeti in that one. <laughs> there, I will say like last year, because a, a couple of friends of mine at work now that we're like all everyone's working remotely with COVID and everything, we I haven't seen them for like two years because I worked in a different uh, town. Now I don't do the commute. And we would always on snow days send photos to one another. And I actually went and got a beach towel, got a Hawaiian shirt and my board shorts, went and put the beach towel out in my driveway so with funny. my like pineapple sunglasses <laughs> laid down and took the photo. What I didn't know is my wife was inside taking a photo of me outside being an idiot yeah. in the driveway. Oh yeah. <laughs> she got you. It's like influences in the it's like influences in the wild. You could have been an influence in the wild <laughs> yeah. like in the grand shot. Essentially you were getting that yeah. grand shot. Yeah. <laughs> so um one thing I did not want to forget because we want to make sure we do this with everybody. Oh, yeah. You are more than gracious enough to 
give us some of your time, the least we can do is give you the platform to talk about some of the things that you're currently working on and you'd like to let people know Uh, you did. Yeah. About your app and everything else. So the floor is yours. For those who are interested. um, But if you are looking to, you know, be the best version of yourself and essentially change your, for me, it's changing your life and changing your future. Um, because people always think about working out when they need to rather than before any issues, you know, set in, you know, and we're only getting older. So start now because your future health will thank you for it. Um, so I do have an app that everything is personalized and programmed for each person who joins. There's no generic workout on there. So um, it's a monthly subscription um, and you just get your programs sent to your workouts for each day each week there's videos of me doing the exercises telling you how to do them properly uh, I get all your food sorted for you there's a community on Facebook and then also I am now starting a new program for people who want more of me and it's um, more even more personalised so for this one it's not on the app it's on WhatsApp so you get added on WhatsApp um, in a group with me and then um, all your programs sent that way and there's a weekly uh, not weekly a monthly video call with me um and that was very hands-on but there was limited spaces for that one because it's a lot more of my time obviously so uh, as you can imagine so there's limited that's it that's the whatsapp program so that's basically launching literally in two or three days um so if people are interested in that then definitely uh you have to dm me for that one uh with whatsapp and the title so i can find your message Perfect. and then um apply for it so yeah that's the two options all right i love so- it and don't buy guinea pigs. Don't buy guinea pigs. Don't buy guinea pigs. <laughs> only hamsters. I'm going to get, yes, only hamsters and gerbils. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but guys, if, so if you want to sign up for that WhatsApp and you want to reserve a spot, like Jenny said, uh, DM her WhatsApp on IG, I would assume is the best bet to reach you on. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. I'm my cat. I just think of it as like, if you ever want to go on the challenge, then this is like your training for the challenge. So I can like train you to win the challenge. Right. <laughs> like that. Who better? <laughs> yeah, there's no one else better to do it other than Jenny okay, West. The program is called How to Beat the Boys. That's what, that's what I was going to say. How, how to <laughs> Beat the Goat Johnny Bananas yeah, by G- Jenny West. <laughs> oh, I want to send him that title. <laughs> Don't do that. He's going to hate me. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, yeah. I still called him the goat. Okay. He, 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 yeah. Anyway, that's okay. a whole other story. Um, guys, we are going to link all of Jenny's information, including her Instagram account and all of that online. So that way uh, you guys can click right in there, send her a message if you want to join. Yep. And then we'll also um, get the information for the app. So that way you guys can take a look at that as well. Yeah. And then that's just in my bio, the say the standard link in bio. <laughs> Perfect. It's in Jenny's bio, but we're going to link her IG on there for you guys. And uh, Jenny, once again, we can't thank you enough for your time. We really do appreciate it. No, thank you. Honestly, it's been great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one second before you go, just give me one second because I am a sucker for memory. So I'm going to take a quick screenshot of us (laughs) all on the Zoom. (laughs) And give me one second. And on the count of three. Perfect. I got you looking up in the corner <laughs> with a nice little smirk. That is a great photo. I am going to okay, save that. Is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 save capture. Okay. Okay. And we're done. Awesome. Perfect. I will actually send that to you. So you, I won't post it online for everybody. But I want to see it. Yes. I will send to you right now, actually. 
Thank you thank so you. much, Jenny. Yay. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Have a good All rest right. of your day. Thank you. You, you too. too. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. 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 That was freaking awesome. Wow, dude. That was fantastic. I can't believe she sat here and talked to us for like two and a half, well, two hours and like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. But like I I know she like gets this like, oh, she's not entertaining on the show. That's just because of the edit. Like sitting here yeah. talking to her, she is fucking entertaining as hell. She's funny. She is so funny. She was like cracky. Yeah. I was surprised. I don't know if I've ever heard Jenny crack jokes like that. I like I do love her neon sign though. Just don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. I love it. It's fucking great. <laughs> I love it. I love Jenny. Oh my gosh. That was so amazing. And you know what? I find it really incredible that like she's she she's got like all these accomplishments and you know, she's she's got the the health and the fitness and the, you know, all of this stuff. She's she's mentally strong, she's physically strong, like all of this. And yet, like Every time you brought up how much the fans love her or how, you know, she's viewed as she's viewed and compared to some of the best of all time in the challenge. Like she was like blushing and getting shy. Like she's still like humble about everything about herself. And I love that about her. Like she doesn't she and I think she even said this in the interviews that she doesn't see herself like even as a trainer, she doesn't see herself above other people. And I think that really, really shows through in how she behaves, you know? Yeah, like I was just going to say, like, we've we've said it like when we have we've been just kind of shooting the breeze. But like this is even more proof that she's probably one of the most genuine people to have been on the challenge. And absolutely like what you see is what you get yeah yeah and yeah. what we need to get is more jenny west on the challenge we do yeah. god come on beautiful memory like i know she's gonna be your your golden boy i know she's gonna be the best of the best and she's gonna beat Fuck. everybody and she's probably even gonna beat your cameraman up the damn mountain she's probably but gonna beat tj her. up the goddamn mountain. i know i'm surprised tj <laughs> was up there uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know like i just, just it just blows my mind that she really was an alternate for double yeah. agents and they decided to bring ashley hold back. up hold up hold up hold up though because did she say so she was on as an alternate and she left early and yeah, they tried did. to call her so if she had stayed on location she would would we have gotten jenny instead of ashley instead of getting smashly back for a second time on on double agents it depends when she left because they she said that when she landed they had the call about the um the two with the broken arms right. um, and that's when ashley came, no ashley came back after natalie ashley came when when natalie left yeah. which natalie left like episode two or three like yeah it was right away super early because ashley went home the very first elimination because they were trying to throw in well, ct and wes against each other but it ended up being a yeah. girls so then it ended up being ashley versus Getting, natalie wasn't it natalie, natalie anderson yeah, yeah and then she beat her and then the next episode she had to go home because she was pregnant two episodes later which is yeah and i think that's how they explained that's kind of how they explained Ashley coming back too. was that because was. they had. Yeah. Yeah. So we would have got got If Jenny West comes in for Nicole Z or live, we don't, I don't think Amber B's champ. No. And double agents. No, no. I, I, A very high possibility. It would have been CT and Jenny. 
here's the thing. You think they would have ran together? No, I think somebody else. I think Fessy goes down there to take Jenny as a partner before he takes Casey. You think he takes Jenny before Casey? Really? Yeah. He watched. He watched Jenny. No, no offense, Casey. She's good. She's really yeah. good. But she watched. He watched Jenny mop you're, Casey on that first final. You're right. You're right, though, because he, he it, it, when he was like making his ple- or his like pleading his case for taking Casey, it wasn't about her being big brother and stuff. That was Josh's thing. It yeah. was just that he thought she was the strongest female there. So okay, I I, yeah. I, I see. He probably would have gone for Jenny. But, with that being said, I mean, we but he here. didn't make the choice. Yes, right? Didn't yeah. Casey? No, he went down. There. Oh, because he went. You went. He went. You down. went down. You win. You choose your partner. That's right. And Casey had gone down. Okay, the last one was was Fessy. Yeah. So that's right. But and that's where he did with it. all that okay. being said, MTV, don't fuck around. Call her back for thirty eight. Like call Jenny. Call yeah. Jenny back. Make sure the timing's right for. Her. Not but, as an alternate. But get her back on that show because. Uh, I just we need it. It we needs need it. it. Doesn't that that would mean that she was she was the initial she was the first female winner to be coming back as an alternate. She was the first who didn't get a call back right out of the gate. So that started the trend of her and then Amber B. And I'm very interested to see what happens with Casey yeah. on 38 to see if they bring her back as an alternate or they actually bring her back because the last two seasons consecutively have been the female winners back as alternates. Dude, I'm just going to say this. Casey's if they be an alternate. If they... And the only thing that might save Butum and Murray and MTV from this is that people don't necessarily like Casey, but let's pretend that the fan base likes Casey, right? And they're not like literally obsessed with hating her. If, if they put another freaking female champ back for the third time in a row on an alternate or no call back list, the fucking fan base is going to riot. Like, I don't understand. They don't do this to the males. They don't. And that's why I'm, I know you're over here because people no, no, don't no, no. like because people don't like Casey. So the, the fan base isn't going to be upset. But if it was anybody else, I'll be upset. You Here's know what I mean? Thing, though, like, is I don't think Casey's coming back this season regardless. And that's fair, too, because of everything going on with Nani and mm-hmm. she'd probably take a break and whatever. And I think that that's great. Honestly, I think that some of these people need to start taking breaks in between seasons instead of coming on like seven, eight, nine, ten of them in a fucking row. Unless her name's Kyle. Uh, yeah but i mean eventually kyle's gonna break too like i know we like to make the jokes and stuff but like we saw what happened it broke his finger i mean mentally like we saw what happened with Kara being mm-hmm. on and just got ran ran dry yeah um you know and i hate to see that especially for someone like kyle because i do want him to win and i do want him to be a long-term player um but anyway uh that's a whole another round table discussion. Whole, that's a whole round table discussion that we will have someday but yeah man jenny is just she's something else and we need her back on the show like we need that dominant female presence on yeah. the show agreed i mean she's the closest thing on the women's side that there is to ct you know what i mean as far as intimidation factor um and the main thing with her that I love is her not give a fuck attitude that she's willing to go down to an elimination three different times in the season because she's yep. that confident in her abilities, regardless of if it's physical endurance puzzle, yeah. she's confident. And, and I really like that. Um, but with that being said, I don't really have anything else to add about Jenny anymore. Yeah, I, I don't either. She's no. impeccable. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing to finally sit here and like get to talk to somebody who, 
you know, sits on Mount Rushmore and not just for us, but for a lot of fans. Um, so it's, it's been an absolute like blessing to get to sit here and chat with Jenny. Well, like for me to get that text message to it, like two, four hours ago, four and a half hours ago. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, I was sitting there watching helpsters as I do now <laughs> in my life. Uh, and I get the text message. I look down at my phone and I look at Sarah and I was like, so I know that I'm on bedtime tonight, but I have the potential to interview Jenny West. And she goes, cool. So I'm doing bedtime tonight. Um, uh, you want to look at, if you want to look after him, I have to run to work. Aww. So she basically like I hung out with Malcolm for a bit. She ran to work, did everything that she needed to do. We like rushed through dinner and I came and got set up in this room because I couldn't be at the dining room table. Um, but like, what a way, Dude. what a way to kick off doing interviews. And you right. know what? then screw, screw the interview. Shout, shouts to Sarah, shouts to your wife. That's awesome, dude. That's, 100%. that's some fucking support right there. I love it. Like that is, that's amazing. I love it. So shouts to Sarah. Thank you for letting him be here with us today. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's a really weird vibe when there's only like just me and Rick here. So like, and you just, you bring such a really good like balance to it. And I, I actually really enjoyed having you on the interview with us. Like it was different than the round table, but I really enjoyed it. So no, definitely shouts, shouts to your wife for that. We, uh, we appreciate it. And I feel, I feel really good that we're able to let you go before four in the morning. Right? Time. It's only nine. Now, right? It's, it's not even 9 PM yet. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> but, uh, thank you guys for the opportunity as much as thank Jenny for the opportunity. Yes. Tony, have a good night, sir. You too. Are you gonna are you gonna close us out or not? Yeah, I'll close us out real quick. He's I guess just I like, all right, bye guys. That was my close out. <laughs> all right. Don't give a fuck. Bye. <laughs> Hold on, let me get the mic right. I'm about to get flavor Take, in Taking this taking this Jenny advice like super yeah. super serious. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Peace. Just disconnect <laughs> the Zoom call. So for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, the impeccable Tony motherfucking Lance. <laughs> um, we want to thank Jennifer West for giving us our time uh, to sit down and talk with us. We want to thank you, the listeners, for giving us some of your time and inviting us into your home or your car or wherever you are listening to podcasts at. We really do appreciate you choosing to listen to us. And as always, if you have any questions, concerns, write Korean on Instagram because me and Tony don't answer that shit. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said if you get a chance rate us five stars if you rate us anything less you're a hater peace later bye